it's about getting into schools and talking to young people because you know I, I know that people can change uh, and, it, and it's about talking to people and getting them to understand and perhaps step back from violence and, and prejudice and whatever and we just need to work together and keep on the good fight there absolutely Hey there guys, we are ecstatically happy to announce that we are associated with the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. The times are changing and with the unfortunate death of Sophie, those changes have made a massive impact for the future. If Sophie was with us still today, I can guarantee what you are doing will still be reaching so many lives of young teenagers, young adults and those who wish to be as different as possible so thank you very much to find out more about this incredible foundation and all the work they do and more importantly how you can help head on over to www.sophielancasterfoundation.com my name is sandro Cluzo. i'm a character designer and animator and i'm listening to chronicles podcast tommy jamie So anyway, I'll just say, wait one second. Hello, guys. It's the Chronicles of Podcast. And it's a 30, 30, 34, 4 edition of our show. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Jamie, is it the um, Chronicles of Sandra Cluzo? It is. Wonderful. Shall we, uh, shall we take the show on the road? I think we definitely should. Lovely. I still want to drive. Hit it. And welcome to the 34th edition of the Chronicles of Podcast. And the Chronicles of Sandro Cluzo. I am the bearded brummy Jamie and joining me as always is this handsome man right here. From a brand new venue. Uh, It's the Scotsman Tom. What's going on guys? Jamie. Hello, sir. Daytime recording. Yeah. Oh, it's been a while since I've had one of these. I know it's crazy, isn't it? It's, it's not uh, even ten o'clock. What's going on? This is absolutely mental. But yeah, we love a bit of daytime recording. Um, so welcome to the new background. It's all a bit new for me. This. It's a bit. You know when you get so used to something, and then when it's different, you're like, "But does it look right?" It still doesn't <laughs> look right to me now. And I'm still feeling a bit like, "But it's it, Jamie, but it's not, it's not, it's not how I want it." It's not. Uh, yeah. Anyway, there you go. It's because it's obviously it's a, just a whole brand new venue, brand new, uh, brand new a space. New world. Yeah, literally, it's literally Aladdin. It's it's literally, this is what it is. It's literally. Although I don't have a genie, that'd be quite cool. Oh, that is a shame. Yeah, that'd be absolutely banging. So. First things first, I had a thought. I've had two thoughts, actually, um, this week in the process of obviously whilst I've been moving home. um, Wouldn't it be so fucking cool if there was a bop-it gym session? (laughs) Don't you think that would be amazing? Twist it. Lift it. Twist it. Pull it. (laughs) Twerk it. Um, Push it. (laughs) What would bop-it be? Boop. 
<laughs> Walk up to the guy who's walking around like this and just pop him on the nose. Pop it. Yeah. That's your cardio running from that fucker before he gets here. But then make, but you can make everyday life like Bop it, couldn't you? Like sex. <gasps> sex Bop it would be incredible. It. <laughs> it <sucks> it. <laughs> it. Twist it. Ow! Don't do that one. <laughs> Bite it. <laughs> Chew it. Ooh. Swallow it. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be so funny. I was like, I thought it'd be great just everyday life being like bop it. Could you imagine people working? If I was if I was adjusting glasses, screw it. <laughs> Adjust it. <laughs> Place it. <laughs> Bit it. Could you imagine that in my job? <laughs> Push it. <laughs> Come on, play. Oh, he's dead. <laughs> Doing CPR. Bop it. Yeah. Compress it. Blow it. <laughs> oh, I reckon we should have a day of bop. There should be like a charity day where you have to live your life like bop it. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. I would take Flick that. It. That'd, be just, that'd be just so great. I'd love every, I'd love every single second of that. Um, the other thought I had was, do you reckon you've seen the same pigeon twice? <laughs> Wow, that sounds like a treat. I was literally walking through, <laughs> walking to work yesterday, and I was like, "I wonder if I've actually seen the same bird." Like, because they all look identical, and there's fucking loads of them. But do you reckon you've seen the same pigeons or the same it's seagulls? A good point. Like, do the same pigeons that you see in your garden every day? Is that the same one? Just keep popping back. Do you, what do you think? If there was food there, I would. So I, would I would guess so because they would know that there's food there. But like in the middle of the city centre, and you get shit loads of them. Yeah, it's like a really good point. Yeah, I, I was just thinking, I was like, I wonder if that's the same pigeon I saw yesterday. So Ooh, I remember nice. I remember when I was little, my nan had this one squirrel that used to come up to the house every day at the same time. And she was adamant it was the same one every single day. I don't know well, if it was. I don't know. She was adamant it was. She even named it and everything. I can't remember for the life what she named it now. I want to say Billy. I don't know. But I don't know how she ever knew, unless it had specific markings, but I, I don't know. But do squirrels have specific specific markings? I, like I don't. They know. all look identical. The pigeons don't, unless they've got gammy feet. But I, I don't know, or a gammy left. The other thing that really blew my mind as well. I saw a seagull sat in a car, and its knees bent the other way. And I was like, "Oh, that's odd." It bends the opposite way to ours. Well, that does sound nice when it walks. Yeah, you're like, "Oh, but, <laughs> are you I, okay, Mister Seagull?" Ah! Are like, they're absolute beasts. They're huge fucking birds. Like, yeah. what the fuck you want? But their legs are pindly and tiny. And you're like, oh. How the fuck are your legs carrying that massive body around? It's like a flamingo. And like, how are you carrying all that weight on one leg? Yeah, bro. It's weird, aren't they? they obviously don't. I don't want to get my left foot wet. No, I, do. I really don't. I really don't want to get two feet wet. One's fine, okay? I'm still stood up. It's fine. I don't want my other foot wet, okay? Dave, shut up. <laughs> I've, had enough of you. I've had enough of your fucking bullshit with me. Put your two feet in it. Be nicer. Get more stability. <laughs> Absolute fucking shit you're talking there, Dave. I've had enough of your bullshit. No, Sandra, listen, Dave, look, I've had enough, okay? I want to stand on one foot. I'm going to fucking stand on one foot, okay? It's 2022. I can do what I like, okay? You will not oppress the ladies no more, Dave, okay? <laughs> Dave and Sandra the Flamingos. Yeah. <laughs> She said she knows what her rights are. If she wants to stand on one fucking leg, she'll stand on one fucking leg. All right, leave her alone. Right, so the flamingos. <laughs> I don't, they, don't they stand on one leg to sleep as well? That's even weirder. 
otters sleep upside down, don't they? On their backs while they're like floating down the river. Yes, they do. Yeah. Holding each other's hands so they don't float away. Otters where are so it, fucking where, cute. Where, where, where did the obsession for otters come from? Like, I don't understand how all of a sudden everyone just loves otters. They are ridiculously cute. I think Finding Dory might have something to do with it for the more modern audience. I've never seen Finding Dory, so I wouldn't. It's movies, Jamie. You know what I mean? But yeah, it's very movies, true. So, um, how are you, sir? Anyway, what's going on with you? I'm very good. I'm very tired because of bullshit shifts this week, doing 6 p.m. till 2 a.m. So, by the time I've cycled home, got into bed, I'm getting about three to four hours sleep. So, I'm not... But yeah, it's fine. It's, fine. it's the life you lead, sir. The life it you is, lead. It is. The career I chose, it's fine. It's fine. The life you also lead because you chose to have children. The life you lead. Well, yeah, that is a big part of it as well. <laughs> Typically, I had the children before I took these ships. Otherwise, I would have said, no, Rebecca, we are wrapping it. So. Oh, sorry. Who's Rebecca? My, my, bra- my brain took a second. It's because <laughs> you've never called that ever. So my oh, brain no. went. And then, and then I realised. So to be fair, I think the last time I called her Rebecca was my wedding vows. So it's probably. <laughs> that was a day. That was a day. That was a day. Um, but yeah, I'm fine other than that. Just just sleepy, like I said. How are you? Same. Same. It's it's been a time. It's been a time. Um, yeah, bollocks. This is my first day off where I can actually enjoy my new place um properly. So I literally had one day to move everything, and I had to work four days in a row. So I was just like and then the other half has this great idea of let's gym at 6 a.m. But to be fair, which is even funnier, it was her idea. She was all pumped and running like, gym at 6 a.m. is going to be great. We're going to go out every day. I'm going to go twice a day. It's going to be amazing. Guess who struggles to get out of bed, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> it's always the way. So I'm like, come on, babe, gym time. Oh, just, it, just give me, just please, just a minute. Just please, just <laughs> get out of my fucking face. <laughs> and I'm like, what you, I thought you wanted to go at least twice a day if you, you know, I thought you were well up for this. But once we're up and about, it's fine. It's just that initial part. I'm like, come on, let's go. Because I'm, I'm up. If the, if the um, yeah. alarm goes, I'm up. I don't get, I won't do this. Oh, but you know, I just need five, ten more minutes. I'll be like, cool, right, day's begun. Let's do this. So I, I think I've used the snooze button like twice in my entire life. My alarm goes up, I'm getting up. Yeah, what, what's the point in piss arsing around? You're just delaying the inevitable. You've set your alarm for that time because you need to be up at that time. Get well, the fuck well, up. I mean, we didn't need to be up at that time. But... Well, no, but you made plans to be up at that time. Dude, the gym is like there. <laughs> I can literally see it from my window. That it's is a, pretty damn close. It's just over the bridge. It's, a, it's incredible. It's literally, we're, we're there in two minutes. That's nice. So, That's, that, is, that is nice to be fair. I can guarantee it, if it wasn't there, would you have been up at 6 a.m. to go to the gym? No. No. <laughs> but I kind of like the fact that it is there and I can do that because there's just nobody there. It's brilliant. It's I feel bad. more pressured to go to the gym if it was over the road from my house because I've literally got no excuse. Yes. Right there. Exactly. Although she deceived me yesterday. Oh. So apparently because i woke up at half past eight and went um are we not going to i thought we we're going to the gym and she went yeah the alarm went off and i said do you want to go and you said no so we went i went back to sleep i was like i said no like i haven't woken up <laughs> so <laughs> i don't remember that 
Yeah. I said, do you want to go see him? And he apparently went, no, no, no. That's not like, no. Because that's coherent, baby. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that at all. So I was obviously still asleep. <laughs> I think I heard the letter N somewhere in that noise. That means no. Night. Did you hear what you wanted to hear? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but yeah, good man. Just the move was brutal. Like, brutal. So pretty shattered. Um, yeah, moving home is never fun. But other than that, man, all good. Like, it's the best thing we've ever done. I just get so excited. I get so giddily excited at everything. It's crazy. Um, we just like sit and watch stuff and we're like, we live together. This is amazing. There's there's no more boom, every five seconds or boom, like, oh, it's great. It's great. So as you'll find now, guys, as you listen to this show, I'll watch this show. In previous interviews, you would have heard doors slamming continuously throughout interviews that Jamie obviously can't take out. I can't edit out. So now you'll never have to hear them ever again. Your ears will be blessed with the sound of no door slams. And no creaky chair either. No. No creaky chair either. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I was like, I'm going to say that. I'm not going to see if he rocks on his chair to prove a point. And you did. I'm so proud. Thanks. It's <laughs> nice. It's comfortable, actually. The back's quite high, so I'm just like... I feel like I'm on question time on news night or something. Like the way... <laughs> with how straight I am. And it's like, because of all the surrounding... Like, I don't know, it's just clearer. I like it. Last week, he thought he was in a Taliban hostage video. This week, he's on quiz. <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. So, what have you doing with yourself? Um, I've been a lot of reannering. A lot of yeah. reannering. I went from doing night shifts to then doing these evening shifts. Um, on Saturday, I went to a kid's birthday party. Oh, to be fair, it was great fun. It was uh, my best friend Claire. It was her little boy Zach's birthday party. We went to um, you know, like soft play areas, slides, and all that jazz. So naturally, me and Claire and our, our other friend Sophie just went and ran in and played. There was these like two slides that like drop like that. One of them, we were just like, not on your goddamn Nelly. Like five year olds are flying themselves down it, and we we're just like, nope, not happening. We did one of them. We did the one that's slightly less. We did one Who's Nelly? It's just an expression. Why not, why not on her? I don't know. It's one of those weird expressions. Yeah, isn't it? Isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's another one. I just realized. I was like, oh yeah, what about that? <laughs> Who are you, ne- Nelly? Nelly. Sorry. Any Nelly I know is Nelly the elephant. <laughs> but no, that was good fun playing. Playing in soft play. You can never argue playing in soft play. And Claire made the most incredible Ghostbusters cake. It oh, really? looked absolutely awesome. Like loads of slimers and staple of marshmallow men and everything like looked absolutely amazing. And it tasted damn good too. Yeah, I bet it did. All right. All right. Just, and just quickly, just quickly, just quickly. No, the elephant, did she pack her trunk? She did. And then she said goodbye to the circus. But why? how can the elephant take her trunk off? How has nobody seen the floor in this nursery rhyme? I always assumed it was trunkers in a suitcase. Because they don't some people call like a suitcase a trunk. Do they? I thought yeah, it was the boot I've of heard... a car. <laughs> That's what I've heard that before. I swear I've heard trunk as like a box. Oh, take that off. Don't need that anymore. Yeah. I bet I better pack it just in case. I don't she will move a drop any drop 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 drop. Didn't feel right not finishing it. Why should we done a trunk much going? <laughs> Why is there so many questions about Nelly? No one has been nowhere near that fucking family, I tell you. Anyway, sorry, carry on. So yes, we did most of Ghostbusters cake and you pussy that other slide. A five-year-old slide. Yeah. Yes, damn right. Not just me, Claire did too. 
And um, I also, from Claire. even though it was her son's birthday, she decided to surprise me with an early birthday present. So, which was very nice of her. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, there's something we've been, me and Claire have been saying for years, we want to go to a Titanic thing, like a museum sort of thing, because we both love the Titanic. And in Do London, you? yeah, yeah. And in London, there's a Titanic exhibition. They've got things from the, the boat, like loads of museum sort of touring exhibition thing. And she brought us tickets to go to that next Friday. So I'm off to London for the day next Friday. Nice. Yeah. It's going to be good. Looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, and then Sunday, we went to me, the wife and the small child went to Birmingham Megacon, which is a comic con, which was all right. It was all right. There was a lots of stalls selling Funko Pops. Like, a lot of Funko Pops. Yeah. And so many car- anime cosplayers, I was like, I don't know what you are. I don't know what you are. I don't know what you are. <laughs> I didn't know what anyone was. It's the odd person. I saw one person in a white white Power Rangers suit and was like, fuck yeah, I know that one. But that was good fun. Um, quite a few guests there, but they're like stupid prices to get a photo with or anything. So Becky took a selfie with John Barrowman while he was very far off in the distance. Oh, okay. If, if that counts. Um, yeah. It's not a lot to report from the Megacon, really. We just had to walk around. The child was terrified of everything. Two but previous guests there, or? There was two previous guests there. Very good point. Very good point. Slipped my mind. That's what I was waiting for. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yeah carry on talking. Saw so Mr. Steve Tanner of Time Bomb Comics. He was one of our first guests when we were on Superhero Bar Fight. Um, just had a quick chat with him. I was surprised he remembered us. Had all his, had all his stuff there. And um, Mr. Nick Gribben, our first ever interview, was there as well. But unfortunately, he was very busy chin-wagging and people so I just sort of said, you're right, mate. And then sort of wandered off because I was trying to say hello to him for absolutely ages and I was just like, He's, I'll give up. I'll give up. I'm just studying. Looking at... No, it was just him. He was, was just chatting. The first time I went up, he wasn't there. And the second time I went up, he was chatting to this guy for absolutely ages. I was just like, I'm, I'm just look like a creepy stalker now. I'm just going to go. Aww. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. <laughs> but no, uh, it was good fun. And uh, very expensive. Very expensive. £16 for parking. What is that about? Whoa. <laughs> what? £16 for parking. Toy Britain. Hooray. Yay. NEC. Yeah. Other than that, other than obviously. Is that a train? Ah, the wife wanted to drive. I don't question these things. Okay. Uh, and other than that, obviously, I went to go see the kids the other day. Oh, nice. It was How's good that? fun. Good fun. It was lovely warm weather. So we went to the park again. Took Lena out on a roller skate. She's getting there, bless her. But yeah, nothing, nothing much to report, really. Just the usual chilling out with them. Showing me stuff on computer games that I don't understand. What are these? Oh, I can't remember the name of it now, but Sam's playing this game. It's, it's like a mix of the original Zelda game and Minecraft and something else. And he's wandering around, he's like opening boxes. He's like, yeah, yeah, sword. And then goes and kills him with said sword. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, Sam. But it's fun to watch oh. you enjoy yourself. Yeah, well, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. What about you? What have you been up to other than moving abode? Well, of course, I've moved home. So that's the main, the main topic of the week. Uh, me and the other half have moved house. Uh, we've moved in together. Um, and it's just the best thing that's ever happened, to be honest with you. The move itself sucked. Sucked so much man-ass. It was insane. Um, like all the packing, etc. Walking up six flights of stairs to get everything upstairs. Um, all the boxes, just all the heavy lifting. Um, so we got everything, we didn't get everything in until Sunday or Monday night. Um, 
So we moved Friday. I emptied my whole room back in Cardiff. Um, and I managed to get the Calax as well, but then it was traffic and it was just it was just a ball ache. And her sister had to help me uh, go and get that, so I did that. Um, so I'm going back today after recording this to go and clean it, and then it's done and it's gone and it's finished. Um, but I literally we moved in, and then I had to wait for the Sky guy to turn up. He didn't turn until four o'clock, and then I had to build furniture while he was here. He took two hours. So I'll still burn furniture while the other half was going to get more stuff from her mum's. Um, so I had to help her move, bring stuff up the stairs whilst the Sky Guy was here, whilst I was trying to build stuff. It was just knackering. <laughs> so, yeah. so tiring. Um, but uh, the computer works fine, but I've worked every day since Friday. So it's Saturday, Sunday, Monday and yesterday. This is a Wednesday morning for those that don't realise. Um, so I've been doing full-time working shifts, coming back and building more furniture. So I finished building all the furniture on Sunday night. Um, thank Christ. Um, and then we managed to unpack everything properly. So the living room here where I'm now sat is completely cleared. The bedroom still got a little bit left to go. Um, just some boxes. And we got uh, quite a lot of shit for a, quite a small place. It was like, Oh crap. We've got to probably sell some bits and mo- lose some bits and whatnot. Um, the Steelers bedding has gone. Uh, that's oh, it actually sold. 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 Yep, yeah, that's gone. Uh, Did you cry? Did you cry? Uh, no, Did you cry? No. Just what it is. What it is. Um, so that's done. I've really, really got back into wrestling. Really? Yeah. You look disappointed really. of yourself. <laughs> no, I'm not disappointed myself, but I really. It's like, what's funny though. I'm watching AEW now as well, as well as WWE. I watched AEW, I've gone back a few weeks just to try and like get used to what it's like. <clears throat> WWE, I watched, I'm watching last week's Raw at the moment, and I'm like, wow, nothing's changed. <laughs> it's just like, it's all the same people, still with the same people, still doing the same thing. And I was just like, oh, that's fair. I still watch it. I still enjoy it. Um, I've kind of missed it, actually, weirdly. Like... Uh- I found myself watching go like, well, yeah, I've really missed this, weirdly. <laughs> I enjoy AEW when I watch it. It's just fine time to watch it for me. But I do enjoy AEW when I do find time to watch it. But WWE, just nothing about it makes me want to watch it. Like the WrestleMania card just... Although Brightly Gilbert's doing America the Beautiful, so I'm quite excited about that at WrestleMania. Who is? I love Brightly Gilbert. Brightly Gilbert's oh, I didn't hear favorite, favorite country singers, so he's doing America oh, okay. the Beautiful, so I'm quite excited about that. I saw that this morning. I was like, yeah, we love it. Um, I don't know. I hope that they've realised what's happened and after Mania will really sort their shit out. Um, but we'll see. So We'll see. I don't knows? know. It's just nothing about it is making me want to. Even NXT okay. doesn't excite me anymore. That's it's just, no. that's, that's your, that's your property. That's your choice. I'll choose to watch it. It's my property. Um, so I'm doing that in the moment. So I'll be catching up a bit of that later. Um so yeah, it's a lot of reanimating, moving, wrestling. Um, and me and the other half are watching a documentary called McMillions. Okay. Which I've already seen, but it's fucking great. About how the McDonald's Monopoly game gets frauded in America. Oh, I've heard about that. It's on Now TV till May. So if you want to watch it, watch it now. Six okay. episodes. It's fucking great. About wow. how the McDonald's million dollar prize Monopoly game gets frauded for years. Really? Yeah, it's good. 
How the fuck do you fraud me? I'm intrigued now. I'm just trying to work out how you can uh, fraud the McDonald's. Well, fuck me. I can't talk. McDonald's Monopoly game. Got there. Hey, hey, I can talk. McMonopoly. (laughs) McMonopoly. Yes, I'll get that on Now TV on Sky Documentaries. McMillions. You will not be disappointed. I just realised I missed a couple of bits off when I was doing my catch-up. Oh, yeah? Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I've watched like one or two more episodes because I've been trying to watch it with wife and I've been working these terrible shifts and not really had much chance to watch it. But really different. This last series is really different. Okay. It's good, though. Really good. Like, really enjoying this last season. I'm quite okay. impressed. So, fingers crossed it stays good. <laughs> and I also have started a new series because I've been pressured by two people in this world for a very long time to watch Supernatural. Never seemed like my sort of thing, but I was like, do you know what? I can't think of anything to watch. Let's give it a bash. I'm on like fourth episode, so I've not got too bad. Quite enjoying it, actually. It's not too bad. Okay. It's not too bad. The guy who plays one of the main characters is just a sarky arsehole. And I'm like, I like this guy. I like this guy. <laughs> That's fair, dude. That's fair. So, and uh, also, I can't believe I forgot to mention this one. She's going to kill me for forgetting to mention this. Last week, I sat down with James and Sean from Talking Codswell up to join them to do a little review of The Batman. So if you look for Talking Codswallop podcast, wherever you get your podcast from, you can listen to me talk about Batman for a few, for an hour and a half. Just really up. good fun. Yeah, he doesn't shut up. It was really good fun, actually. I really enjoyed talking about it. And I, I got a laugh, so I always, I'm always happy when I make people laugh. So. Good. Nice work. Yeah. Go check that out, people. So uh, now that we're all caught up, Mr. Westwood. Yes. Shall we? Oh, go on, then. Hey, Jamie, do you like being cosy? I do. And do you like staying cosy? I like that even more. Then just heading over to www.staycosyclothing.com where you can find hoodies, tees, sweaters, and much, much more. And just enter The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And make sure you follow them on the Instagram at Stay Cozy Clothing to keep up to date with all the new designs. Remember, guys, that's The Chronicles as one word at checkout to receive 10% off your order. And now back to this week's episode. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's time for a brand new edition. Yeah. Yeah. Of Callum Street Chins. Do you want to know something? Callum will be able to tell you. And Callum's treachings. It's cereal soup. Ooh. Jesus, that was high pitched. So. <laughs> welcome, everybody, to another edition of Callum's treachings. Jamie, should we just jump straight in? Yeah, let's pull up our trunks and jump. What is Callum treaching us this week? Sending unsolicited dick pics online is kind of the same as just whipping your dick out in the middle of a conversation in person. (laughs) I mean, you might as well, if that's what you want to do. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, you might. If you if you really really want, to, God knows why you want to fucking do that in the first place anyway. But if you really just want to whack, you know, send dick pics, you might as well get it out in front of them anyway. Like, there you go. I'm a butcher's. Have a look at that. What do you think? All right. Yeah. Then you get kicked from them, probably punched in the face a few times, and then uh... I've never, I've never got it. I've never, never in my, like if you're having a conversation with someone and they're asking, you know, things are in that level. Fair enough, whatever. But 
unsolicited randomly sending one, why on earth would you ever want to do that? The, do you know what else really blows my mind is what woman, what guy, sorry, thinks, I know what's going to win him over. I know exactly, I know exactly how to do this and what to do. I, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Bosh. God, she's going to be putty in my hands. What do you mean you don't want to talk to me? What? I'm a prick. What the hell? What, what have I done? I just thought you might want to have a look at my junk for no reason. We were talking about watching The Simpsons. I thought this is a really appropriate sign to send you a picture of my penis. Yeah. I, uh, the people that do that, stop it. Just fucking stop doing it. It's, just, was, <laughs> it's unnecessary. There's no need. Just stop doing it. I saw something that really made me laugh. It was like, women, if you ever get sent an unsolicited dick pic, set it up as an NFT. So if the, if the man wants that thing off the internet, they got to pay a lot of money to get that back off. Yeah. As, a, as a what? An NFT. They're basically, have you never heard of NFTs? No. It's basically you buy a picture. Right. It's like cryptocurrency, but it's like pictures, like GIFs and stuff. Okay. So you can buy a picture, but they sell for like thousands of dollars. That's a great idea. I don't understand it, but I love the idea of, like, you want that picture of your dick off the internet? You better buy it then, bitch. I know I do. I sent to their mum. Yes. That's what go, your son just sent me. What's this all about? Why? What, what, what have you brought up here? <laughs> I don't know. Just... I'd say, in the moment, fair enough. If they're asking for one, fair enough. But just randomly sending one, don't do it, boys. No. You're Stop weird. that shit right fucking now. Stop it. Anyway, Jamie. Anyway. Ooh, we got what serious, else then? is Callum Trichiners this week? Dying on a lifeboat is kind of an ironic way to go. <laughs> oh, that would kill the day, wouldn't it? That would just kill it really me. would. Oh, then, get the boat out. I was going to say, you jinxing them if you call it a death boat, so... Yeah, the raft. <laughs> oh, my, could you imagine? That's got to have happened, surely, because that's what they're for. Oh, yeah. But you can't come lifeboats anymore because they're not. If anyone's listening to this and actually works on a lifeboat, the next time they say, try to rescue someone, it doesn't go well. They're just going to be like, can't call it anymore. Let me get the potentially may survive boat out, please. <laughs> Someone get them. We're going to hope for the best boat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they need to rethink that name, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a very, yeah, that is a very ironic way to go. How did you die? Lifeboat. Imagine getting hit by the lifeboat. That's how you died. Oh. Oh, oh. oh now that's ironic. Don't you think? Oh, right, Alanis, do you want to chill out a little bit there? Or... <laughs> anyway. Anyway, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and finally, what is Callum Trichinger's this week? I can't be the only one who always tends to open packets of medicine like paracetamol or ibuprofen the wrong side every single time. And there's always that information leaflet thing inside which is wrapped around and every time I always open the wrong side. Can't just be me. <laughs> Alan, I can assure you, sir. It ain't just you. I did it yesterday. <laughs> Don't you think, though, it's like a massive victory when you open it up and go, yes, it's the right side. <laughs> the thing is, though, if you look at the two flaps, 
They are very different. They have different information on them. You know which right way around it is. Just no yeah, one looks. How do you know that, though? How do you notice that, not that side? I, think, I bet the information leaflet goes, what side's the opening? <laughs> oh, go around, boys. Go around, go around, go around. <laughs> Get there. Hello. Yes, I am here this side as well. And <laughs> uh, this is what an information leaflet looks like. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move around, boys. This is the only way he's going to fucking read us. <laughs> I don't know why my leaflet is Australian. I'm exactly the same. I always get it that side as well. I always manage to open it up and be like, oh, for fuck's sake, and pull out and throw it in the recycling bin. Yeah, why don't we just throw them out once we've done that to stop it ever happening again? We don't um, read it. Let's do be you honest. Put, do you put it back in? I just don't take it out. I just turn the box over and just oh, open it the other side. Oh, Jamie. I take it out and put it in the recycling bin. No, I just turn it I over. always get, oh, you silly sausage. <laughs> Why have I never thought to do that? I could save myself a lot of time. It's not going to throw us away, boys, so make sure we <laughs> stick to the same side. He loves us. He hasn't got rid of us. He just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> we'll, win him. we'll win him over. Don't you worry, ibuprofen. We've got you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was another edition of Callum's Treachings. Absolutely oh, phenomenal. I do love glorious. that. Glorious. Every single week, they just throws them up and smash them straight out of the park. And the only issue is, I have to follow it. It's time for Tom's Journal. And welcome to another edition of Tom's Journal. I'm excited. I'm not going to lie to Jamie. I am very excited this week to bring you the journal. So I've got a couple of, I actually threw a couple of journal entries into the start of the show just to, you know, give us a bit of pizzazz and a bit of fun. Oh, were they from the journal? Were they originally? They were. They were. But I was on my way to the bus stop. I was at my day off last week at some point. I was going to the other house, mum's house, to go meet her there. Uh, We had some packing to do and to pick some bits up for the flat. And I deli- I didn't know, I have a music on, and I was walking round past some bus stops, and there was a delivery cyclist behind me. I didn't know he was there. So I was just happily just, like, walking along. The delivery cyclist turns and shoots right past me, and there's a guy coming the other way, tried to clothesline him off his bike. He tried to clothesline him off his bike, missed, and then gave me the look as if to say, I'll get him next time. <laughs> like he was defeated. He went, he went like... At me, wow, right? Because it clearly wasn't happy that he'd tried to shoot around me and then around, uh, worth weave around him. What's worth? Did you go for worth and sweet and weave and swerve all at the same time? <laughs> Thought, I can't not talk today. Brain is gone. Daytime recording. All <laughs> right, oh, but we should be wide awake. <laughs> yeah, so he literally was just like, <laughs> it was great. It was so funny. Um, this also really made me laugh. So the other house was watching a lot of like home decorating shows and organizing shows and anything to do with houses, right? God. And I thought it'd be so funny, right? If the people hosting the home change organizing shows, like on the reveal, when people are like, oh my God, it looks so great. Oh my God, it looks unbelievable. And the presenters went, you know what though? It was a massive shithole before. <laughs> And then just the ones where like, yeah, that, 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 I don't know what you were fucking planning doing on the kitchen there. That was ridiculous. But now it looks great. <laughs> I do, I, fair play, these people that do these shows, they are so good at not showing judgment. Yeah. 
because some of the stuff they have to deal with originally, fuck me. But there's that classic change rooms episodes there, that classic one where they're like, what the fuck are you doing to our I house? hate it. Yes. Yeah. I remember that. That was so great. We need more of them. They're the reactions uh, we want. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Right. I'm trying to find the first edition of the journal. But at least with changing rooms, it was just like decorated. Imagine it was like DIY SOS. So they basically knock half the house down and rebuild it and all that sort of shit. And turn around and oh, went, yeah. I don't like this. Where's, where's my dare door rail? <laughs> Fuck me. What a 90s reference. <laughs> Did it all still have a dado rail? Wow. I don't know. What else do <laughs> People still don't even know what a dado rail is. I don't think I know what it is. Yeah, <laughs> you said it, you don't want it. No, I think it's some sort of it's some sort of rail. Oddly uh, enough, yes. Anyway, so <laughs> text messaging with the wife was this husband. So she says, if you could watch anything on an IMAX screen, what would it be? Definitely the 1999 cinematic masterpiece, The Mummy, with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. The wife. You fucking dickhead. My co-works it'd be the wedding of his wed- video of his wedding day. Well, sounds like he's never watched the 1999 cinematic masterpiece <laughs> The Mummy with Brendan Fraser and Rachel Weiss. I agree. I would have gone with The Mummy too. <laughs> the Mummy too. <laughs> no, maybe not The Mummy too. <laughs> Actually, fuck it. We'll do a, um, a marathon. We'll watch all of them. I think I've seen the first two. Actually, yeah, just cut it on one and two. Scorpion King and the third one were dreadful. <laughs> Not, not the third one I've ever watched, and the Tom Cruise one, never watched that either. No, normally I don't can that. Um, anyway, this kid is a legend. Before COVID shut the library down, I was helping the little boy and his mum find some books. What do you like to read about? I asked. Dinosaurs, he said. This is a common request, but can mean different things. Okay, do you want a story about dinosaurs? Do you want facts about dinosaurs? I want facts. So I took him to the dinosaur section of the juvenile non-fiction. He picked out a couple of books and I asked him if there was anything else he was looking for. Do you have anything on DNA? I had to think about it for a second. I think so, but I'll have to look it up. The boy beamed. I want to find out how DNA works so I can bring them back. (laughs) Um, The mum said, so uh, we just saw Jurassic Park. Uh, His mum explained with a smile. They did not wave when she added, yeah, we didn't learn anything. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great little end point to that. I love that. Right, I thought it was hilarious. Because I was reading it going, oh, yeah. And then I got to say, it was like, ah, oh, yeah, Jamie will love this. It's <laughs> like that. We didn't learn anything from that movie. <laughs> no, nothing at all. <laughs> did, you, did you want to bring them back? Did you ever want to bring them back when you watched it for the first time? Oh, God, I watched it in cinema, so God knows. I can't remember now. Probably, I remember, though. <laughs> I just remember being like, thank God, and everyone T-Rexes are around. The, the, the toilet scene and the dark where the T-Rex first appears, I could never watch it until I was a bit older. I could never watch it. See, that never bothered me. It was always a Dilophosaurus bit with Ned when he's out by the car, when it appears in his oh. car behind him. Yeah. I yeah. can't believe I just did that. Anyway. There you go. Anyway, Jamie. You think gas prices are expensive now? Have you seen chimneys? They're through the roof. Oh, fuck off. (laughs) 
Christ, that was bad. Sorry. There's got to be one dad joke in there. It's got to be. There's got to be at least one. So, that did Dastardly cartoon, right? Uh, Whereas that character, that's his sidekicks were a bit shit when you think about it. Let me start that again. That did Dastardly cartoon character and his sidekicks were a bit shit, weren't they? Uh, Me and my mate caught a picture with the works family in the morning. We weren't even trying. That's good. I like that. <laughs> catch the pigeon. Catch the pigeon. So great. <laughs> I just love that. Wacky Racer were my favourite cartoons back in the day. Absolutely. Who's my favourite? The Woodchuck? I always wanted the same one to win every time. I, can't, I think it was The Woodchuck. And then when I was a child, I thought it'd be a great idea to try and build my own Wacky Racer's car. Obviously having no fucking clue what I was doing. How did so, that go? Not very well. I've got two pieces of wood, and that's as far as I, I literally did. I think I was using wood like a wheel. And I was like, this is going to go very far. This Not by at least another three wheels. Cycle. So, knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing not to put it in a fruit salad. Philosophy is wondering whether that makes ketchup a smoothie. Common sense is knowing that ketchup is a smoothie. I don't say that. I don't like smoothies, but I love ketchup. Oh. <laughs> Just going to dip my chips in a smoothie. Ooh. Ketchup is a is tomato smoothie. I guess it is. But... <laughs> oh. Oh. This one, this entry, and the last entry made me fucking raw. All right? Okay. You are going to love <laughs> Love, love. I love this entry. Me. You know, there's a full moon this Easter. You know what that means. Them. Me. Them. Werewolf Jesus. Me. (laughs) Werewolf Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) I normally call Easter Sunday Happy Zombie Jesus Day, so that it does fit well. It's Werewolf it's Jesus well. this week. It's Werewolf Jesus this year. Got to mix it up a bit. <laughs> Are you a fan of bananas? Of course. Looks like you're going to China. China have released banana popsicles or ice creams that you can peel. Huh? Yes. What was that noise? <laughs> I will send you the photo, Jamie Westwood. But yes, there's a banana ice cream that you can actually peel the outside off and eat it. That sounds amazing. It, it looks insane. I'm not going to lie to you. I want to try this. Yeah. I want. I will send you the photo after this. Please do, because I'm horribly intrigued. Yeah. Someone better put, fuck it, I'm going to China. <laughs> This is probably one of my favourite entries I have ever put in the journal, and I found it before we started recording. A German man just came into my pub and tried to ask for cutlery, but ended up saying, I need some food weapons, and now I refer to them by nothing else. (laughs) I mean, technically, one of them is life is a knife, so... Well, fork's also a stabby thing. It's and the food, fork is a stabby thing. <laughs> Phenomenal. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. 
I'm going to prefer, prefer known as food weapons. That is amazing, food weapons. <laughs> hey, where's the food weapons? Don't get any food weapons. Why have we got no fucking clean food weapons? <laughs> Just do it on the life for ages, which is like, what are you talking about? Great. Absolutely like great. Zombie like Jesus that. on Easter Sunday in two weeks. Yes. Well, werewolves on werewolf Jesus. Werewolf Jesus, sorry. And then make sure you've got your food weapons to tackle him. Yes. And if anyone feels like recording themselves confusing friends or family members with food weapons, please do. Not that anyone ever does these things we ask, but please still. I'm gonna no. ask. But that was another edition of Tom's Journal. Absolutely so. glorious. Thank you, sire. But before I believe we bring before I I'd completely mess this is Daytime recordings do not work for us, do they? They don't at all. Just keep messing up all of our words. What I wanted to say, Jamie Westwood, was before I bring in the brand new piece of resistance in a brand new apartment, I think we should hear from our friends at Audio Drama Feed. Come on, Frank. Hey there. I'm Frank Guglielmelli, and I'm the narrator for the Audio Drama Feed, featuring such audio dramas as Bounty Hunters, Marty and Mars, Val, Toby, and so much more. You can find all of these wonderful programs on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Or you can go to our website at www.audiodramafeed.com. We are thrilled to be affiliated with the Chronicles of Podcasts with Tom and Jamie. Uh, The piece has just arrived into the brand new apartment. He's right here. Yes, please have a seat. Oh, did you give him his own key? That's nice of you. Yeah, I did. Well, no, the other half let him in. Welcome <laughs> to the Chronicles of Sandro Caluso. Sandro is an animator, character designer for such companies as Disney and DreamWorks. He's now a freelance artist. He has done movies such as The Emperor's New Groove, Thumbelina, The Iron Giant, and the absolute cult classic Anastasia. Just the amount of things this dude has worked on is absolutely insane. Like the, oh, yeah. the thing you just listed, Scoob, Angry Birds, just oh, so many amazing things. And our first ever guest all the way from Brazil. 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 Even though you wanted to say his name in a French accent. but it's I did. And it's not the inspector from the Pink Panther, but still. <laughs> um, we've now conquered. Conquered. That's a weird word to say. <laughs> Who needs the British Empire? You got me in the top. We're now conquering South America. We've now had two guests that hail from South America. So we've we've done two countries so far. We need to complete the set. Um, (laughs) Get Ecuador next week. Um, uh, (laughs) So, yeah, but Sancho was a lovely, lovely guy. We had so much fun talking to him about, you know, listening to his stories. Some of his stories are insane. Um, Who just saves up all their money and pisses off to a country that's miles away from anything before the world of the internet and phones and all that sort of stuff like absolutely incredible it's no but i look it's so inspirational as well because that to me is just like take a gamble on yourself exactly you can do something just fucking try exactly and it's safe to say it pays off for this man definitely does but the man has been drawing since he was four years old and you know a very 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 talented man at that um sandra was very welcoming very humble just a, just a genuine lovely man to speak to and i'm really excited for you all to hear this definitely this is this is this is up there i really really love this conversation with a very very lovely man jamie yes sir
any final words? Thank you, Mr. Sandro. We had so much fun talking to you. I absolutely amazed the world you're taking time out to talk to us. Everyone really enjoy this one and go check out this man's work because it's incredible. Absolutely. Go get him on Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, interviewing this week, he is a character designer and animator for such companies as Disney and DreamWorks. He has worked on Thumbelina, The Iron Giant, The Emperor's New Groove, Angry Birds, and the cult classic Anastasia, plus so, so many more. It's Sandro Cluzo. Hello. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you? Very well. How are you? Good, thank you. Can you hear me well? We can. Yes. I'm, good, I'm, enjo- I'm enjoying your array of assortments behind you. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> oh, that's cool. That's really yeah. cool. I didn't see that behind you. Yeah. Actually, actually, that was uh, my um, mother-in-law made that one. Really? Yeah, she's great. She's a uh, oh, wow. She does crafts. You know, she's really good. That's yeah. awesome. I really like that a lot. Like Afri- it's an African theme we have here. Yeah. That's a bit, a bit I'm, Brazi- I'm Brazilian, but I love the African, you know, designs. And you know, for me, Africa has such amazing um, design work that they do. Yeah. In their, in their, you know, paintings and you know, drawings and. I love it. So I did. We did like an African theme here. That is so cool. Do you know what, Mr. Cluzo? I always want to say your name in a French accent, and I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Is it much to do with Pink Panther? In English, in English, it would be Cluzo, like the the Inspector Cluzo. You know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) that's probably what it is. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I do. I don't mean to cause offence. It was just as soon as I saw your name, I was like, Ah, Sandro. Yeah, yeah. Got Brazilian, Portuguese, etc. Then I was like, Cluzo. Ah. Yeah, it's not, not French, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, not French. <laughs> I'm not French. Yeah, I, I'm, no, I'm, I'm uh, Brazilian and also Italian. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's quite that's quite a heritage to have. That is what an exotic. Yeah, I live I live a part of part of the year here in Brazil. I'm I'm in Brazil right now, but a part of the year I live in Italy, in Florence. Oh wow. Yeah, it's, it's the seat of the art, you know, Michelangelo, you know. Stunning. Oh. I'd love to go. I'd love to go there. Mm. Oh, you should go there. For, for an artist, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's art, it's art everywhere. You walk in the streets, you see art. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an open, open museum. It's an open air museum. It's amazing. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, but I'll put that on the list. I'm sure the other half would definitely want to go there. So uh, we'll get on the travel list. But, Sandro, thank you so much for doing this. We really, really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for having me. Thanks for inviting me. I'm, I'm very happy to be here. With oh, you guys. Appreciate that massively. Um, what, what happens now is basically Jamie does a nice little introduction. It's like lures you into that false sense of security. Uh, and then we absolutely bombard you with questions. How does that sound? Sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. I hope I can answer so. them. <laughs> you know it's all about you. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I should know a little bit about me. Yeah. <laughs> Right, let me do my little intro. Hello everyone, today we welcome a very special guest onto the show, 
everyone loves animation, whether you're big or whether you're small. But before you see those characters on screen, someone has to design what they look like and even animate them. Today's guest has animated and designed on many projects over the years, including Emperor's New Groove, Angry Birds the Movie, and even Scoob. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the chronicles of Sandro Cleozo. Thank you. I, did I, I just butchered the pronunciation of your surname then, didn't I? I said it wrong, didn't actually, I? Actually, no, it's, it's not bad, actually. In Portuguese, <laughs> in Portuguese, in Portuguese it would be Cleozo. In Portuguese, Cleozo. Ah. In, it, in Italian, Cleozo. But in English, it would be Cleozo. So, ah. uh, so basically, no matter how we say it, we get it right. It, it did well, it did Cleozo. It did Cleozo, Cleozo. Cleozo, Cleozo, almost there. Almost there. I'll, ta- I'll take it. It's half between one and the other. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but Sandro, first and foremost, how was your pandemic season? How has the last two years been for yourself? It was hard because I was uh, stuck in Italy and my wife was here in Brazil. Oh, so no. we, stayed, oh. yeah, we stayed apart for a year and a half. And it was pretty bad. Yeah, I, we couldn't fly. I couldn't fly over here. And she couldn't fly over there. No so it was, it was pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I stay indoors and, well, since I'm a freelancer, I, I, I've been working this way for years. So for me, it was okay to keep working. I'm used to being at home working, you know? Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't too bad. Uh, the, o- the only bad thing was being away from my family here in Brazil you know, and my wife. You know? Oh, bless you, man. I'm so sorry. That is rubbish. I was like, yeah, the, the Italians cracked down quite hard as well, didn't they? Yeah, at the beginning, the, the very beginning of the pandemic, uh, it, it, the, uh, Italy was hit really hard. It was pretty, yeah. really bad there. Yeah, many people died. It was like a very scary moment, you know. You know, wow. I, was, I was right there and we just couldn't leave the, whole, the house. We just had to go out for, for, for groceries, you know. It's like yeah. very strange. The city was empty. It was I'm sure it happened over there too, where you, you guys. Yeah. You guys well, I mean, are. they couldn't really make their mind up here, to be quite honest with you. It was, oh, yeah, you can go out for a bit. Now you can go out completely. Now you've got to stay in, but now you can go out, but maybe yeah. not. But go to work, but don't. But can you do that? No, you can't. But you can do this, but you can't do that. Like, what, what, what are we doing? What's going on? I don't know what's going on. With the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Britain was just a bit like, oh. Yeah, nobody knew what to do. Even the, even the, the government in any, every country, they didn't know what, how to handle this. It was, Bar Australia, New Zealand, who literally just went, cool, nobody. Yeah. That's it, no one. Not even That's now. It. I didn't go now still. I think they're still like, <laughs> nope, nobody. You quite like it this way. We'll, we'll keep this. Yeah, let's keep going. So take us back, sir, back to when you were young, young master, you could say, Master Sandro. What did you <laughs> want to be when you grew up? Actually, uh, you know, I don't remember if I really wanted to be anything else, but I just I really wanted to draw since I was very young. So I think I don't remember. I'm sure I, I'm sure I had, the, you know, the answer. I want to be a you know, fireman or something like that. But I don't remember. But what I remember is I wanted to draw and to be a, a cartoonist. So what what gave you the the inspiration? What made you want to get? What made you start drawing? Basically, what was it that sparked? I don't, the- I, don't I don't know. I just it just I was you know I was since I was a kid um, I drew. I, I was I was always drawing. And my my mother told me that when I was very young, like let's say four years old, maybe I would ask for my parents and my family members to pose for me so that I could draw them. Really. <laughs> 
Yeah, of course, I, of course, I couldn't draw. Uh, it was like kids' drawings. But yeah, yeah. But I, I, the idea was that I would ask them to just sit there. Yeah, you know, I want to draw you. You know, uh, I would do that. You know, I, I used to draw things in the house, like furniture, appliances. I would draw, draw everything. You know, and then I used to copy the cartoons on TV. I, I used to watch watch TV, the cartoons on TV, and yeah. copy them. And also comic books. I always had comic books. Um, like the Disney comics, and I used to copy that to the, the character. So I was always drawing. Wow! Yeah, that's awesome. It's something that I had. I just like to draw. Now I like I like to be. I was that kind of a kid who, who played in house more than outside. I was born in house and inside playing with my my toys. Yeah, and I would make I would make like I had like Playmobil. Remember. You know, yeah, yeah. I, had, yeah. I had those and I had like we had like a fort, Fort Apache, which was like the cowboys with the fort. You couldn't you could make the fort with the cowboys, the Indians. And I would make stories. I would play with them making stories. Like I would, I would put playmobiles with the, the, the cowboys and I would make stories. So for that's the, watching TV, cartoons on TV. That was my the, the way I grew up, you know. I, I played outside, but not too much. So and I was never good in sports. I was never good in soccer. I'm a Brazilian. I don't play soccer. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty bad. I was the last one to be chosen in school for play to play soccer. You know, yeah, you too. You yeah, see? yeah. So I was more like an indoors kid. You know? So I drew a lot. I say because like soccer is like the religion in Brazil. It's like it is. It yeah. is. It, when people you know find out, I don't play soccer i don't even like soccer and my, my my father he he was like pretty big on soccer he would watch all the games and and i was never the that kind of you know son who'd be with him following or watching soccer because i didn't yeah. like it <laughs> no, that's, so, that's fair that's fair but obviously you're more creative minded like i mean well look what you're doing now yeah. so you know what i mean yeah, I was always, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was always, they, he would be watching soccer, I would be upstairs drawing, you know, or <laughs> in art. It's amazing. It's something that I, I, maybe I was born with that because I don't, I, I cannot explain why I don't, we don't, exp, we don't know how to explain why we don't like something, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I never liked soccer and I should have because I'm, I was born here in Brazil and soccer is everywhere in school, everywhere, you know. You know, I never, never liked it. My father liked that's, it, so I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's not as fair. It's absolutely, yeah. you know, makes sense. So that might be why, though. It's probably that rebellious nature. Like they like football. It's everywhere. I'm sick of it. I'm going to draw. Yeah, I'm sick <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was rebellious, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, you had this love of drawing and and whatnot. But how does that lead into animation? Where does that love for animation come from? That makes you want to follow that as a career. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, watching the cartoons on TV, and I knew, since I was very, as a kid, I knew somebody did that. It's not something that it just appeared, you know. Um, but I didn't know it was possible to work in animation, of course, especially here. I knew somebody did that in other countries, but I never knew it could be done here in Brazil. But I knew uh, a studio here. There's, there's a popular, very famous studio here in Brazil that did comic books at the time. And the, the creator has very popular characters here. And everybody knows characters. And everybody knows this author. And 
in I, I've seen documentaries on TV that show the studio, and so I knew I knew I, I could do com comics, right? Because I knew I saw on TV there's a place here in, in Sao Paulo in Brazil that they do comics, but animation I didn't know. So I, I pretty much started in comics with that studio. And what happened was since I drew every, every day, when I, when I was at school, I would draw. When I had free time in school, I would draw. And I remember one day my teacher, geography teacher, she saw me drawing because I was waiting for the rest of the, the, my fellows to finish the, the assignment. And I, okay. I had to finish sooner. So I, was, I took my drawings and I started drawing again. And she saw me drawing, you know, and she asked me, Sandra, can I borrow your drawings? Can I borrow? Because I used to do comics. Like I used to do the whole book, like the cover, like the, the, the splash page, the, just like a comic book. I'll do my own characters uh, with my own stories. And she saw that and she asked, she asked if she could borrow that, those drawings. So I, I didn't know what to do. I just, I just gave it to her. I was 14 at the time. And she sent, without me knowing, she sent to this author, this, this popular studio, and they called me in. And so I remember she took me there, and I met the, 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 the creator, the owner of the studio, very famous here. And he offered me an internship to work there. Wow. To learn how to do comics. So I pretty much started in comics. So, but they had an animation division which I didn't know that they did have oh. because it was in a different building, like a few blocks away from the building where the comic book uh, studio was. So that's, that's what happened. I started in comics with, with, with them and only later I went to animation. Wow, fair play, that, what a cool geography teacher, what a legend. <laughs> no, she was amazing because um, for me, it's one of those angels that just appear to really help you, you know? Yeah. Uh, because she just saw me drawing and, and she, you know, she asked, she sent to the, this, this author and everything happened, you know? And this, well, that was the start of my career, basically. Because of her, she was very, she's very important you know, in, my, in my life. And amazing. it's amazing. And you know, I think that's the, that's what teachers should do. They, they, should, they should help the you know, kids when, you know, of course, that's what they should do. And they, that's what they do, actually. But she went beyond. She sent my drawings and she took me there. She drove me there and she, because I was 14. I didn't know anything, you know. I, yeah. I didn't work. I wasn't, I was my first, my first job was actually an, drawing, animation, uh, no, comics and then animation. I never worked in anything, anything else. So she actually helped me getting my first job in, in, in art. I just love the fact there's a geography teacher, not, not your English teacher for your writing, not, not your art teacher for your drawing, Ge geography, geography teacher. I had, I had, yeah, I had an art teacher. Of course, uh, we had art, art, uh, art lessons. But she never, for some reason, she never, she never did that. She never cared much, you know. It's funny, I never it's thought about that. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably jealous, Sandra. It's probably looking at drawings going, oh my God, he's incredible. <laughs> no, no, I don't think. 14 year old kids better than me. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did you get into animation then if you started off in comics? 
Okay, it's, it's a, it's a, okay, I'm going to tell this story because it's very, I think it's interesting to, for everybody to hear, especially the young, young people, because what happened to me was something negative that turned into positive. Okay. okay. I'm going to explain. I was doing comics, right, for this studio. I wasn't an employee. I was just an intern. I'm just learning how to, to draw the characters and to, do, to learn how to do comics. In, in his style, in that style, it was a particular style. And, you know, they, I think I remember they didn't pay a salary, but they paid for my transportation and, and food, you know, lunch. But I was, I was happy because it was, I was 14, I was very young, and I was working with the most, you know, famous studio in Brazil. So everybody in cartoon, every cartoonist wanted to work there. So I was, I was kind of happy, you know. So I was doing the comics and everything. And then I met, one day I met this uh, lady and she was an artist there. And she was from the animation department. And I was talking to her, she, she said, you know, I'm working animation and I can take you there. If you want to see, I can, I can take you there to see how it is. So she took me over to a different building during lunchtime uh, to see this, uh, to visit the animation studio. And and I was like, there was nobody there. It was like lunchtime, everybody was out. But she took me there. She, she, I saw the, the animation, you know, desks, the disc, you know, I'm talking about, you know, it's not, it wasn't digital, it's was all traditional. The animation disc, the, the desk, all different than anything else I had ever, ever seen before. And she took a stack of drawings, a stack, it started flipping for me. And the characters, the characters, the characters I, I was learning how to draw in comics, they were, by flipping, they were alive, they were moving, you know. It was like, I was like, that, that's what I want to do. I want to do this. I want to do, I want to make the characters move, you know. I was fascinated. And then she took me back to the uh, comic book department. But before, it was like a, uh, on the seventh floor, something like that. But before I went, I went up to my office to continue my comic book work. She stopped in this um, different floor and she took me into this office and there was this guy with a tie, a suit tie, like lawyer books in the back. He, was a, he wasn't an artist, he was a lawyer or he was a management guy. <laughs> he wasn't an artist because artists didn't wear ties, you know, in, in suits, you know. So I, again, I was 14, stupid, never worked before. I didn't know what anything. And she said to the guy, uh, you know, Sandra, he wants to work in animation. And I was just there, standing there. And the guy said, okay, just hire him. Just like that. And I, did, uh, I didn't know anything. So I said, okay, maybe that's how it works. So I went back to my office to continue my work. And then the, uh, the, 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 the manager of comics, she found out about that. And she called me in into her office. She was married to the owner. She was a very powerful person. She was like the wife of the, the, the big guy, you know. And she took me in the office and she was very nice before, but that day she was so mad at me. And she, because she found out that I wanted to work in animation. I, and she said, Oh, you're not happy here in the comics. So if you're not happy here, you're you are fired. So I was fired from my internship because, because uh, the, 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 the lady, from, from animation, 
it wasn't my fault. She actually asked the guy that I wanted to, if he, I could work in animation. The guy, that manager guy said, yeah, just hire him like that. So I didn't ask to be transferred or to, she did that for me without me asking. So yeah. it was a big misunderstanding and she was so mad at me, I was fired on the spot. And the studio, the comic book studio was like a big room with everybody in, in the same place. Like a big area, everybody was there. Everybody was quiet because she was screaming at me. She was very mad. And I didn't know what to do. I was so, so disappointed because my, my geography teacher got that for me. My parents, were, my family, they were all happy that I was working there. And I messed up. I, I screwed up everything, you know. So I went home. I didn't tell my parents because I was afraid. And the following day, I went back there. I wait, waited for her. You know, I, I, sit, I sat at the stairs waiting for her to, to come in. And I asked, I begged her, can, you, can I talk to you? Can you give me another chance? And she said, no, no, I fired you. What are you doing here? Just go. So I had to go home and tell my parents. And they were so upset. And I was upset. And I, I didn't do anything. I, I didn't ask for that. You know, that's the thing. And then my, my father, he called this lady and trying to explain, listen, the kid is just a kid. He didn't know what to do. And she just said to him, okay, no, no, but I, I don't want him back. When, he, when, he, um, when he's older, maybe more mature, maybe he can, he, he can come back, but not now. But for me, that was the best thing that ever happened because, again, another angel, my geography teacher, one angel, I had another one. One, one of the artists there in the comic book department, you know, everybody was upset with my situation. And this, this lady came to me, said, said, Sandra, here's a card with a number. Call this, call this number. This is the best studio, animation studio in Brazil. Call this number. And to this day, I don't remember her name. I don't remember her face. I don't know who she is. But she gave me that number that changed my life. I called that number. It was a studio that produced uh, um, TV commercials in Brazil, animation TV commercials. And, and the level that they had was the best in Brazil at the time. I didn't, I didn't know anything, but I saw the commercials that they did. They had like Disney level, like quality, really quality level, much, much higher than the place I was working at. Mm. So I called, I called this place and I made an appointment. And by that, by that time, I, was, I had some animation done very crude things that I, I learned from books. But the guy saw, the owner saw, he said, oh, okay, I'm going to give you a chance. So, uh, maybe you can start learning here. So he gave him a, an internship too. But the very first day, uh, they were very, everybody was so busy with the commercial, they had to finish. They didn't have time to train me to, to give me anything. One guy said, okay, do, just do this in between. Like they gave me two uh, key drawings to do in between. Just to do something, to, you know, because we don't have time. So I did it, and they look and said, "Hey, this works." So I was put into production right away. So <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. So in 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 and what happened was after one month I was hired full time, and in that place became my school because I never I never gone to school for drawing or animation. I never I never did school. I'm self taught. I learned by myself. So that studio became my school I, I, that's that's the place i learned to do everything because it was a small studio and most of the animators were freelancers so i was by myself most of the time 
which was kind of hard because you have to learn from somebody. But mm. I had to wait for people to arrive, the animators to, to show them tests. But in a way, I, I became an assistant to these animators. So by, by working on their work and learning, so I would flip the drawing, I would look at the drawings that they did. I, I was learning. I learned, that's how I learned, by working with these animators as an assistant to them. And the, because it was a small studio, they let me do storyboards, they let me do designs, they let, they let me do everything. So I was, I was learning everything I could by working there. So that's why, that's why, why, I, that's why I said a negative thing turned into positive. If I'm here today, if I went to Disney, if I went to work all in other these big studios, was because of the, I was fired from that place. It's an insane it's story. Incredible. Literally incredible. It's, everything happens for a reason, Sandra. I think so. I think so. That, that, that thing happened for a reason because I was fired for a reason, you know? Yeah. I think, I, you know, that was the best thing that she, she did for me, that lady. <laughs> <laughs> that is nuts. Thank you so much for firing him. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when I was doing my research about you, I read, I read this story and I was like, this is, if this is true, this is insane. So I read that you were such a huge fan of Don Bluth that you basically just packed up and moved your life to Ireland in the hope to apply to get a job yes, to work. I did. I did that. Yeah. That is insane. Talk about yeah. taking a gamble on yourself. Fair play. I think when you were, when you were very young, I was 19 at the time. When you were very young, you don't think too much about... <laughs> I mean, if you think too much, you don't go. You know, if, yeah. if you think about, okay, what if, what if it doesn't work? What, what, how am I going to do? How, how am I going to find a place? How, if you think too much, you don't do it. But at the time, it just, my, I had like a fixed idea. I was very focused. I want to work for this guy, you know. And, and that's what I did. I just did it, you know. It worked for me. So <laughs> I think I was a, bit, a little lucky too. So you literally just moved to Ireland and went, can I have a job? Yeah, in well, place? yeah, what, yeah what happened was I was working for this studio that, I, this other studio that I, I said that was my school. And I was doing commercials and I became an animator there in like two, like less than two years, I became an animator. And so he, I, was start, I was starting to make important commercials and I was learning I was I was I was doing really well you know and my boss was happy with me I was had been there for four years but the thing is um I wanted to do animation like the Disney style like mm -hmm. I wanted to do characters thinking and acting I, I wanted to work in feature film I, commercials is really great to, to learn a technique but commercials you are selling something. So the characters usually it was very fast. You had to jump there and, oh, here's, this is the, the, the product, you know, whatever. So what I wanted to do is to make the character thinking, working films with stories. And then I remember seeing the, the Secret of Name, one of Dumbledore films, I think the mm. first feature film they, they ever did. And I was blown away. I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I didn't even think about Disney when I saw that. I, but I didn't know who did these guys were. And, but I was so lucky. We're, we're talking about the uh, mid-80s, mid right? Not, well, not mid-80s. Late, like, 80, 89. Yeah. 88, 89. 
there's no internet, there was no, it was very difficult to find out information about anybody. Any, but you only had, only had a few magazines and book, a few books. But it was very difficult to know more about people, about artists. It's not like today you Google, you find it. Yeah. So, but, but then, yeah, <laughs> it's so easy. At the time, it was very difficult. But I, I'm, again, I'm lucky because the studio I was working at, there was this producer who just came from Europe, came back from Europe, and she had this magazine, this booklet mm. from the Dumbledore Studios in Ireland uh, looking for people. So it was, it was a book that would, would explain every department in the studio, what an, the animation department did, the, the, the inking paint or camera. It was a be- very beautiful book. And, and when I saw that, I saw that on the table, on her, on her desk. I was like, wow, this is the place I want to work for. And they had the address in the back. So I just borrowed that, made a copy, and I had the address where the studio was. I never, to, to be honest, I never heard of Ireland at the time. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> anything about Ireland. But I, I saw the address, and for one year, my plan was to save, save some money and prepare a portfolio to, to apply. So for one year, I did my portfolio uh, drawing in the style of Dumbledore. Most of, most of, most of the portfolio was this, in this style. So in saving money, because I didn't make much money here, for when the, with the exchange rate at the time, I could, make, I could only buy $100 every month. So to get $1,000 would be like a year. You know, yeah. but anyway, I, I was, yeah, but it was very difficult. But anyway, I was able to save like a thousand dollars or something. And then I was able to buy my ticket, plane ticket, and with my portfolio. And I, I just decided to go and, and apply, knock on the door and apply. And then I had, I had a friend here, he was working with me in, in the studio. And when he, when he found out he wanted to go with me, I said, Yeah, but I have a plane ticket for this date. And, Anyway, he wanted to go with me and I was able to, to change the date. And I was happy because I had somebody else to go with me. You know, I wasn't alone anymore. So we went together and we arrived in, in London first. We stayed for like a, a week in, in London in a very rundown hotel, very terrible <laughs> hotel. And we didn't know what to do. And then um, we took a plane to Ireland, to Dublin, and we got... You know, we gave the taxi driver the address. Went to go. Went to go. We want to go here. We didn't speak English, <laughs> um, especially in Ireland with the accent that they have was even tougher yeah. for, for us. God, I can imagine. Anyway, she, yeah. <laughs> but she got. We went to the studio and we got there with the portfolios under the our arms and we tried to explain that we wanted to work there. It showed it met it met down blood and. And they would say, no, 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 doesn't work that way. You, you go back to Brazil and then you send your portfolio. And if you like, we call you. And we said, no, 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 we are here now. We, come on, we are here. <laughs> Do you know how much money I just spent to get here? <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't get that. It's amazing. For, for, for hours, for like maybe two hours, people come back and forth. So what you do? What are we going to do? No, it doesn't work. Just go back. And we, we, we had to beg, please, why don't you just show our portfolios? We had to beg. And they said, at the end, probably after two hours, they said, okay, just go come back tomorrow. 
So we went back to the hostel. We were in a hostel. And we couldn't sleep. We were very worried about it. Then the next day, the same thing happened. Oh, no, no, you have to go back to Brazil. It's in your portfolio and, and blah, blah, blah. We, we, it doesn't work this way. This lady came with a dictionary in Spanish. We don't speak Spanish. We speak Portuguese. It was very difficult. Oh. But anyway, anyway, and then we're sitting there waiting for something to happen for somebody. And then Don Bluth came in, the man himself. He came in and said hi to us. And he, but we froze. I froze, you know. But I said, I said to my friend, listen, he's here. Man, he can see our profile. And so we tried to, we begged him a, a little more. And they said, okay, just wait here. And they took our portfolios inside. And after 10 minutes, they called in. Okay, come in. And I was, okay, we're going to go inside the studio because we're, we're at the reception at that stage. And then Don Bluth had our portfolio open on, on his desk. And it was my friends in my portfolio open. And he said, oh, who? He asked Don Bluth, who is this portfolio here? I said, this is mine. And he said, oh, you're going to be an animator. You're hired on the spot. Wow. And I was... And I was like, I was thinking I was going to start as an assistant or to be, you know, move my way up. Yeah. And I was hired as an animator right away. And my friend, he, he was hired as my assistant, which I didn't. <laughs> I never used an assistant. So it was good for him because he, I, since I never used an assistant before, I did, I did all, all the drawings myself. He did his own test. He became an animator later. Oh, nice so, one. You worked, it worked out for both of us. Tell what you're going to say. And my friend, he got sent back to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> but we were so lucky because, uh, you know, he, we were hired. And then the same day, they put us in a hotel, a better hotel. And, and up, like the following day, they, I'm not kidding, they gave us a tour in Dublin with a chauffeur in a limousine. Wow. The we, had, we had a chauffeur with a limousine. Taking to show, show to show us in a Dublin, you know, a little bit of Dublin, you know, and then they paid us uh, our house for six months until we found a place. It was amazing what they did to us, amazing. And then we heard that down, down, Bluth and Gary and several people they were so impressed that these kids from South America came over with their own money to to, to get a job there, and. I think he. I think they never expected that to happen, but anyway, it worked out. We I became an animator. It that was the place where I did my first feature film. And from there on, I just you know grew as an artist, as an animator. That's amazing! What an incredible story! I love that. You know, but that shows confidence in your work to say, you know, I I can do this. I'm going to take a gamble and confident in what I can do. And I can go work with my yeah, hero. Yeah. And you did it. So if I, if I had a hat, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, actually, yeah, like I said, I didn't think too much about anything else. You know, I was just I was so focused. And um, for some reason, I just thought it would, would happen. It would, would work. You know, it's gonna it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna work there. I don't know if I, I was very positive. I don't know, but it, it worked out. Which is phenomenal. And again, everything happens for a reason, Sandra. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> um, going back a bit, about your when you said you drew comic books and stuff, did you ever get to like bring to life your comic books at all, like animate them anyway, or did you have to do anything the company wanted to do? No, no, I never, never, never did. No. Oh, 
Have you ever thought about doing it? Well, uh, I want I want to make my own film, which I never did. My own projects, my own like direction. I want to direct myself, my own project. Yeah, I never had a chance to do it because I was constantly working. Uh-huh. Even even to this day, I, I've been working for studios, and I never had the time to do it. But that's the that's the idea. That's my my dream is to do my own film. Definitely to make that happen. Amazing. With my own characters, yeah. 100%. I have, I have many ideas. I have several ideas, and I started a few. I never finished because yeah. there's always work to do. And, but my idea is to take a break, if I can, and, and, and make a short so, film. Obviously, with working in the Brazilian TV commercial company and being with Don Bluth and then with Disney and DreamWorks, etc., did you develop your own style that way? Or did it, when you were a kid, did you just develop your own style I do have your own style is what I'm trying to say. And how does it like develop? I don't know. I don't know if I have a style. Uh, what, I, what I like to do is changing style. This I like it. I like changing style. I, I'm not, I don't know if I have one style. I, if I have to say, if I have to say I have a style, it would be Disney style. I don't okay. know. Because I, like I said, I never went to school. I never had a teacher. Yeah. I never had a mentor. So I was too much. I was, Okay, when I started, when I was um, you know, 14, 15, nobody told me I had to do, and I never had anybody telling me, you have to do sketchbooks, you have to draw people, you have to have like drawings, you have to, you have to learn art. Nobody told me. I was too much into cartoons, into Disney. Disney style. And... If you not only animation, there's art. You have to learn about, you know, um, Renaissance or all the kinds of arts. Not only animation, yeah. because you have to learn how to draw. I never had that. I never had that. I, I had to catch up. I had to learn that later. And so that's why I don't know if I, if I have a style it would be Disney. Maybe I don't know. Okay. But, I, but I like to change styles. I, I, I like commercials were great. Because each commercial is different in style, so it was great to change it. Yeah. So I'm very, I'm very good today. Maybe because of the studio, the commercials, I'm very good in changing styles and I adapt to styles. And um, some people can't. I know friends who uh, they, they it's very difficult for them to change a style, and, but I, I do like it too. And I'm able to change styles, so that's why I'm not, I'm not, I don't have like one style that I only do that way. Okay. Yeah, I can change it, which is a challenge for me. I like it. Yeah. So speaking of, of Disney, obviously you went to work for Disney in 1997. How, how did that come yes. about then? How did you get to go work for the for the mouse? Okay, the, the thing is, uh, I'm, I'm always, I've been like this for since I started. I always wanted to move up to learn more. And what happened was just like, happening commercials you i wanted to move up to learn uh, to make the character act and to work in, in films with stories and i want to move up then i working with dumbluth he gave him a chance to do that but after four years with with him uh, and the way he was making the movies uh i felt like a, a, it just reached a ceiling i couldn't go further i had i want to move i, I had in my mind how to do the animation how I wanted to do the animation I wanted to, to do. 
but the, what happened there was that Don Bluth would make the whole film in live action first. He would film all the actors. He would hire actors, really good actors, to be honest. He would, he would in the sound stage, he would make the whole scene. And we had to use the reference that he shot to, to draw over. Like he would, uh, okay. Okay, he would make okay. a whole like a whole scene. Yeah, he would make a whole scene and they would make a, a, a print of each frame of the scene. So we had a stack of frames from the from the, from the live action. We had to trace it, we had to use it. So the acting was already there. And what was happening to him towards the end was that he didn't trust us much as an animator to come up with our own ideas for acting. He wanted us to do the acting the way he sh the live action actor did. So we couldn't change. So it was pretty much we were stuck to that whatever was on the, the live action. And for me, it was kind of frustrating. It's kind of, for me, for yeah. me, it was kind of, it's not, it's not what I wanted. Because, you know, I remember working on Anastasia. Uh, that was like the, the, the thing that did for me uh, because I was in charge. Most of, most of my scenes were the, the girl, Anastasia herself. And I, we couldn't change too much the live action. So I was kind of tired. And then one day we had a meeting for, to discuss the next, the next movie that they were going to make. And they were, they were talking about the King and I, that's a famous story. Uh, was done beautiful, beautifully in live action. We, I remember like a classic movie uh, with Hugh Brenner, I think. But anyway, and then I was there listening to them talking about the next movie. And then I was, I was quiet, you know, and they, they, everybody asked me, what do you think, Sandra? About? The only thing I said was, I actually asked them, how fun is going to be for us to work on this? It's going to be live action again? And actually, I, I think I put it in the wrong way that Don didn't like the way I said. And he said, well, you're saying, you, you're saying this because you guys don't know how to work with live action. So it was kind of, he was kind of mad about that. And I realized, okay, now, you know what? I'll, I, I want to go to Disney because Disney is doing the animation the way I, I want to do. And they didn't, they're not, they're not like, you know, it's not like they have to follow live action. They can, they are, they are free to do their, their animation. I remember seeing the uh, seeing Aladdin. It was like, oh man, it's very free animation. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not live action. So I prepared a portfolio and sent to Disney, and and they, I was hired Disney, and I, I had to say goodbye to Don Bluth and them. Say I'm gonna go there, and they were they were kind of a uh, at the time they were mad. They were I was leaving, but it was good for me because. Uh, Again, I want to move, to move up. You know, oh yeah! When I got to Disney, I started doing the animation the way I wanted, and I was free. I was free. They let me free to do the animation the way I envisioned. You know, so it was, it was a great thing for me to go to Disney. But but the reason I went was because I wanted to move up and to do the animation that I I, I saw in my mind. That's that's the only reason. It was nothing against Dumbledore. It was just like. You have to move on, you know, move up, you know, learn more. And that's but the reason. Did you ever think that Anastasia would be as massive as it became? It's like a hidden no. gem, isn't it, pretty much? No, I, I didn't. I, well, I didn't think so. Uh, I, th I, I thought it was going to be successful. And the funny thing is that when I, 
it, it became like a cult movie. Yeah. Everybody loves in Italy is so big. And what happened is that I, I didn't have a good time working on that movie. Oh, really? No, I didn't have a good time because of live action, right? Okay. Uh, but yeah, but, but then everybody, when they find, find out, they, love, they, also, they want me to do a drawing of Anastasia. They, oh, I love Anastasia. I'll do a drawing of Anastasia. <laughs> or if I go to a place or, or like a workshop and people asking me to sign the Anastasia books or whatever. So I realized, you know, I didn't, I didn't like working on the movie uh, as a professional. But I realized that the movie has something that people really enjoy and it hits something, you know, with people. I don't know. Um, I, I, because I worked on that, I, had a, I didn't have a good time. For me, it's hard to, to watch again the movie, but I understand why people like it. You know? Yeah, my other half absolutely loves it. Like, I see. loves it. And she, <laughs> uh, she reckons that she should, should be a Disney princess, basically. Yeah, but actually, today, I think he, to be honest, Disney acquired Fox, 20th Century Fox. Yeah. So it became a, a Disney. Today is a Disney character. So they need to make a, a proper princess now. They, they need to. They yeah. could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the funny, the funny thing is that uh, you, you know, I, I heard stories of the older animators, the old old timers. Yeah. From Disney, and some of, some of them didn't enjoy some of the work they did. And the work they did is class is is a class, uh, considered classical films. Yeah, like the, the high peak uh, of animation, and they had the same kind of stories. So it's funny how. Uh, that's why I understand why I didn't have a good time working. I don't like the film because I worked on. It and I didn't have a good time, but yeah. I understand why people like it. It's the same with these older timers that I learned that they didn't enjoy work on some of the movies, but I love what they did. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose when you're working on it, though, you don't know how it's going to be received. You're just like, oh, I'm sick of doing this. This, this is not well, no. what I want to do. You don't know what it's going to happen when it's released. But, you know, you know, James, the thing is, uh, everybody, everybody, people outside from outside, they think everything is wonderful. <laughs> oh, animation is wonderful. You're drawing. You see them. Man, there's so much stress, so much problems with people and things that don't work out. And, Sometimes you do something that you think is good, the director doesn't like it. And there's so much conflict. It's not like that, of course, when you see the movies, oh, it's, it's magical. But working is something different. You know, when you work with a team and, and they treat as a, it's the most precious things in the world. So that's how every production is, which is understanding because people are proud of doing, making that movie. But there's so much conflict conflict and stress and I have stories of friends who passed out because they work so hard working so hard and yeah it happens you know you have to get the quota and if you're not doing your footage it might be a problem you know I remember at Disney the last movie I worked there they had a meeting and they said you know everybody there they said oh okay if you don't perform you're gonna be out you have to do this, and if you don't perform, it's like threatening, you know. Yeah, yeah. So it's not. It's like it's, a, it's there's so much conflict. It's not like oh, it's all wonderful, you know. Sometimes you see a making off of Pixar or any studio, everybody is, is like happy and jumping around, and it's so great. If you you look at that, and say, wow, this must be amazing. But there's so much conflict, so much. You no know, humans, you know, we're humans, humans, you know. So we have problems. 
people who are don't like other people and it's like any place you know it's crazy. It's, it's, so with Disney then do you get more did you get more free flow on how you could draw things and whatnot or yeah. did they basically go this is what we want draw this no 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 so uh, Disney was great Disney my first film there was first project was um, Fantasia 2000 oh yeah I, I, I worked on the, the last segment the Firebird with the with the uh, Sprite and the Firebird the Volcano there was I just came from from Dumbledore tracing stats the the live action we call live action stats you know yeah we trace the live action so everybody had, everything has to be like live action I went from that to a character who nobody knew how to do her because she is very organic and she changed shapes and I remember even the supervising animator didn't know how to do her because he was learning. Yeah, we didn't have a proper model sheet at the beginning, so nobody knew how to do it. So we're free to, to develop. So it was the opposite of Dumbledore. So, and then uh, that was the first movie, which was great for me to, yeah. you know, to use my, my mind, my head to do the animation I wanted to do. And then they put me on a movie that became The Emperor's New Groove. And... And they give me they give me all these small characters and say, okay, these characters are, are yours. Do whatever you want. I could do anything I want. The thing is, you have, of course, you have a movie with a story. You have the scenes, the characters. Your animation has to fit into the movie. So the director is going to tell you, okay, this this is what happens. Of course, you're not you're not going to go in a different direction. You're going to go. That's the direction you, you're going to go. But in terms of acting. You can you you were able to plus it. You can you can add more stuff to it. You can do the animation, the acting, even you know different way than the director was thinking. So you had the freedom to do that. So when they give me all these characters, and every, I remember every every scene I showed the director, they loved it. This they laughed, they loved it. That's it. it was very easy to get approval for my shots because. I, I, they were my characters, and I could do whatever I wanted with them. I didn't have to show anybody else besides the director. The director had to see, but I didn't have a, a supervised animator to show. Oh, is, it, is that okay? This I, was they were mine, so I was very free to do the animation I wanted. So I, I had much, much more freedom. At Excellent. This so and good. Such a wonderful movie that is as well. It's so unlike anything. Disney that was, was my favorite movie. Just... That was my favorite project to to work on. I'm and... not surprised. It's amazing. It's so well loved still to this day as well. It's funny, yeah. Even even I, because I, I'm not I'm not easy to really laugh in movies and animation because I think it's because I work on it. Yeah. But that one I laugh at. You know, when I see <laughs> this scene, <laughs> that the wrong lever scene. No, I don't care how old you are, you will laugh exactly. at that scene. <laughs> it's impossible not to laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was looking at your credits for that movie, but you were a head animator on that on that movie, not just an animator. What, what's the difference between a head animator and just an, an animator? Yeah, at that at that time, I don't know today how it is, but at the time it was you you you, you had the animator and you had the supervising animator and the um, lead animator. Actually, I was the lead. A lead is is. It's very similar to supervising, but sometimes a lead doesn't have a, a team. 
a supervising animator has a team of other animators. Mm. They they work in, in the, with in with in the, with the same character. Let's say Cusco. Cusco had a supervising animator. Uh, Nick Ranieri was his name. Uh, because he is, was the main character, had so many scenes in the movie, so much work, one guy cannot do it. So he, he had a team of, let's say, six or seven people, animators. Uh, every, every animator would draw the character, but I have to show him for, for approval before showing the animator, uh, the, the director. So we had to go to, through the supervising animator first because the supervising animator is the one that develops the character. So he knows how the character should be handled, how the acting should be done, how like drawing problems. The supervising animator is the one responsible. Uh, a lead animator sometimes, it just had, like my case, I had all these small characters and, and they were, and I was in charge of these characters, but I didn't have a crew. That's the, the difference. And the animator is the one that just do the animation is assigned to a, a team with a supervised animator. Ah, there you go. We're learning new things. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did you transition into doing character design then? Was this something that, just again, you just been like, I want to learn something new? Or was this them going, we've got this character, no idea what it looks like. Go do you think. I, I think it, 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 it happened at, uh, with the Emperor's New Groove, to be honest. Uh, okay, if you watch the, if you see the movie, you see a, a different style, more flat, more more angular characters. It's not round like Princess of the Frog or or other movies. It's more graphic, you know, hmm. more flat. That that was the style of that movie, and they had a designer, uh, a main designer for the movie, which who's my friend uh, Joe Mosier, his name. Great designer. He was in charge of doing all the characters. And what happened was uh, many animators couldn't draw them in the way it should be drawn because it was very difficult to draw that style. It's difficult to turn the characters in three dimension. You know, when you turn the character, it would be it's very difficult when you have something very angular because mm. if you have something soft, and more round, it's easy to change to change the ang angle you know but when you when you have something that's very angular you have to find ways that when you turn the character the design works sometimes it's not easy to do what happened was i was able to do that more successful than any other animator uh, and they liked the way i drew my scenes and they put me they, they asked me if i could help joe doing the model sheets so which was great for me uh, i loved you know i love drawing anyway so i was it i was kind of his assistant so joe would do like two or three drawings and i would take those drawings and make a model sheet like a turnaround i would make the character front view profile back view to help the animators and i would do the, these drawings and show joe joe giving some like you know corrections to do and that became a this the model sheet for the animators to follow. So it was kind of solving problems for the animators who couldn't draw, you know, the characters. So that's how I became a, a designer because learn, uh, being an assistant to Joe was like learning design, character design. And, and then the next movie, uh, I started doing the same thing with Joe. Joe became like, 
I don't know if you saw the, the Home on the Range. The, what was the, the, the uh, cowboy movie, The Cows? Yeah, I think years ago. Yeah, there was the last movie before they shut down uh, hand drawn animation. It was a very strange movie. But anyway, um, Joe was the designer of the movie too. And because I worked very well on the Empress New Groove, they, I did the same thing on Home on the Range, doing the model sheets. But then I started doing my own character. I asked, can I, can I do my own characters? Can I create some characters? And the, and the director let me do it. And I did some characters, characters uh, on my own. And which you, they were my creations. That's, that's where I became uh, also a character design, designer. That's awesome. So with character design is always like really quite intrigued me. There's a, you know, there's a lot of creativity in there because you're, draw, you're creating something from scratch, essentially. What, what exactly is the process that goes into it or at least your process that goes into it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when, when you work in a, a place like Disney or, or Pixar, DreamWorks, it's not the work of one guy. It's, it's, it's a whole team of people. Sometimes one design goes through several people, mm. um, then several versions. So one guy can start one character, and then after a few months, another guy takes over, and then story changes, and somebody take over, that do a different pass on top of that. It keeps changing, evolving. That's how it works in big studios. But the, 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 the thing is, is uh, at least for me, if I have to start from scratch, is knowing, of course, who the, char- who the character is. What is the character, the personality? That's the number one thing. Before drawing anything, you have to know what is the character? Who is he? Uh, his personality. Is he, let's say he's, he's a villain. You have to design a villain. But how, how he, is he like a, are really angry all the time or he's really subtle you know he's a villain but he don't know he doesn't he doesn't show he's very quiet but deep inside he's very evil so you have to know everything about character before you start drawing and of course you talk to the director he's gonna tell you okay this character is like this like that and sometimes he gives the director can give you ideas for voice that they actor actors that they are thinking about doing the voice, uh, which helps because you can take some uh, you can watch some of the movies and get some ideas. Mm. Uh, the live action movies. Let's say they say they ah oh, you know the cat this character has the the voice of uh, uh, Colin Farrell. Let's say so you watch some movies with that cat with that actor and get an inspiration. You know, so the voice helps a lot. Ideas for voice, but the director the director he knows the story, the movie, so he, in the characters, he knows what he wants to see, that's his vision. So he's gonna tell you about the personality. And then you go back to your desk and start roughing out ideas based on what, what the director told you, what you know about the, the character in the story. And you start sketching and, and showing ideas and, 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 and that start, it continues to evolve. You do, you do many passes. The director might look and say, oh, "Okay, I, I like this, but it should be he should be a taller. It should be a little fatter, or whatever. And maybe a beard. You can put a beard. And then you do another another pass with the, all the notes. And it keep it keeps evolving. That's how it is. Sometimes it takes months. Sometimes it takes uh, weeks. It depends, but uh, it takes several passes. 
And like I said before, in a big studio, other people touch uh, the characters. So it's not like one cat, one person creates, you know, it's like, it's a whole teamwork most of the time. So I suppose for when you're doing, because obviously a few of the projects you've worked on involve like already established characters from other universes, like Angry Birds, like I mentioned, Scoob, which I absolutely yeah. love that movie, by the way. I was watching that this morning. Um, is there a pressure like to working on these established characters? Because, you know, they've got an audience already and you're redesigning them. So it's like, uh, yeah. please love this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very, to be honest, it's not easy. Um, especially, for example, for school, um, they had, the idea was to redesign some of the characters to make, to make them, I don't know, more modern or different mm. for today's audience. I don't know. The thing is, the main designer for the original film uh, show is a, is a designer, it's an artist that I admire. Well, he died like he died a few, many years ago, but he's one of the artists that I, I follow. I, I love his work. His name was Ivo Takamoto. He was the main designer for Hanna Barbera Studios. He hmm. did designs. He was a like chief designer. Everything has to go through him. So anyway, he designed in a way that's so beautiful. It's so well drawn. It's very hard to. It's very hard for me, for anybody to, to redesign something that's really good, you know, already. So I remember the first, like Scooby had uh, a, a first version that nobody saw. I worked on the first version that they had to scratch everything. And they were changing the dog, Scooby, Scooby-Doo. They were changing the dog. And I was like, oh man, they're changing this. And the original design is so beautiful. And, and I had some issues. I was working on that, but I was, had some issues. And I remember some other designs that were so different, and but they were they were, they were like very huge difference. It, it didn't for me it didn't make any better, mm. just different. So, um, but it's not my film. Uh, what we have to we have to understand is that we're hired to work for a director. We can give suggestions, but in the end, it's not your film. You do you have to do the work that. The director tells you to do. Yeah, That's his yeah. But anyway, I had issues. And, but anyway, uh, they, they scratched the movie and they came back to the original Scooby Doo design. And I was so happy because I told them, I was on my arms. I said, You cannot make this better. No. That's Scooby, the best design is, is the original design. So, but, but the, the humans, they had to change for some reason. And it's not easy. To do, um, I, I like the redesigns on Scoob to be fair, like because you know you brought it to a modern audience, but especially uh, okay. like young Shaggy and young Scooby that opening scene, oh, yeah, I it, love that, was, that. No, that was kind of nice because of uh, we didn't see much of that before. Uh, but when you when you redesign the, the, the adults, the, the, the main characters, it's, it's a little more difficult. But the, the young, young uh, Shaggy and the pup Scooby was kind of fun to, to design, yeah. I absolutely love it. Now, I couldn't find a time frame for this, but obviously I saw that you eventually decided to move away from studios and decide to go freelance. So what made you decide? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good question because uh, <laughs> during the... I was actually actually let go from Disney when I was there. Um, what oh, happened really? was... Yeah, I, had, well, I was in California, Burbank, in the main studio. You know, it's funny because I was moving up all the time. I was... I became, uh, I started as an animator. The next film, I was a lead already. 
in the next movie, I was a supervising animator. I was moving up and I was like considered one of the best guys there at the time. And anyway, um, and then they were phasing out the uh, hand-drawn animation, right? They were going to do mm-hmm. only CG movies. And they asked me, did, did, they asked me, Sandro, can you train? You know, can, would you like you to work on the CG movie? The next, because we're not going to do more hand-drawn animation. And I said, you know what? Um, no, no. They, they, okay. To, to be honest, they had three studios at the time. They had a studio in California, which, which the studio I was working at. They had a studio in Florida, in Orlando, Florida. And they had a studio in Paris to do animation, right? And, and they said, okay, we're not going to do any more CG uh, hand-drawn animation here in Burbank. But in Florida, the studio in Florida, they're going to do one more movie in hand-drawn animation. Uh, and they offered me, I had a choice. I could stay there in Burbank or could go to Florida to work on this hand-drawn animation. And I didn't want to do CG animation. I want to draw. I love drawing. And if you work in CG, everybody who works, works in CG knows you were animating a puppet in the computer with a mouse. Yeah, That's how, yeah I, did, I, I, I didn't enjoy that. Um, I have not anything against CG. I love some of the movies. One of my favorites is Incredible, Incredibles. I love that movie. It's, I love CG movies. You know, I just don't like making, doing the animation with a mouse. So I decided to take the, the offer to go to Florida to work on this last, maybe, maybe it would be the last hand-drawn animation film. What happened was I went there and after a few months, they decided to close down the studio in Florida. They closed Paris first and everybody was laid out. And, and then they closed Florida. And I was, I was there and it didn't, it didn't hire me back to, to California. Everybody in the studio was fired. And they only kept four or six, like four or five people from the studio, like top people, directors. They moved, they moved to California, but everybody else was fired. So I was let go. And I was thinking, well, one, one day they loved me so much, the other day they let me go. They don't care. So it was, it was I realized it's all business. It's not like, doesn't matter, you know, if you're good or not. It's just business. It's a business yeah. business decision, you know, to do. So they canceled the movie. Um, and the movie was in production. We, I, I, I myself did three or four production shots in the movie. The movie was going well. I remember they were, they were, the director was saying good things about the movie, how things were going well. And then the next day they went there, we're shutting down the whole thing. That's how they are. So because of that, I was like, go, right? Like everybody else. So I decided to move back to Brazil. Uh, I didn't want to stay in, in the US. I came back here and I, I, I tried to open my own studio here. Hmm. I thought I could do it. And I realized I couldn't because I'm not a, not a businessman and you need to be. Uh, I did everything wrong and it didn't go anywhere. I lost money. Right? Anyway, um, I decided I'm not a businessman, so I have to. I want to. I want to keep creating and doing animation design. So I became a freelancer, and but sometimes you know um, I would go back to the US to work for DreamWorks, for example, uh, or for 
know, Ken Duncan, Duncan Studios, he would, I would work there for six months. And then Disney called me back to work on Princess and the Frog. I went, I went back there for a year and a half. So I would be back and forth. But then after, after Princess and the Frog, I became a freelancer only. So I only work for studios from uh, remotely now. Oh, okay. So I remember you saying like about how CGI is obviously coming and taking over the animation game these days now. So like how much is it the animation game sort of changed now with how technology is developed and stuff into this day and age now? Everyone can film stuff on phones now and stuff like that. It's absolutely crazy. I know. Well, I think, to be honest, I think CG is very interesting. And I think it's great for a director yeah. with a vision because mm-hmm. they can do anything. They can do. They can move the camera the way any way they want, which is wasn't today. I don't know the technology. Maybe you can do in hand drawn animation too. But but in CG, you can easily do whatever. You can make a movie like a live action movie if you want in yeah. CG. So they have more freedom to even change. If you're not happy with that, or the angle with that shot's not good, let's change. They can do easily do it. I hand draw, I had to redraw everything, so it was more difficult. Yeah. So I think they have more freedom as a, as directors, you know. But I think hand drawn animation has a uh, should have a place, which some some students are making uh, still. Uh, Klaus Klaus was one of them. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm gonna work on a on a film that's it's gonna be 2D. I did 2D like a few couple of years ago 2D. Uh, back in Space Jam was 2D also. We did some 2D in Space Jam. So there's there's some work in 2D. Um, but I think today with the technology, you can, you can make something very different, fresh, as good as CG in hand-drawn animation with the technology we have today. Uh, there's no excuses. You know. I don't know I think there's room, there's room for both, you know. Yeah, good, good. I'm pleased. I start to panic a little bit thinking, they're not going to get rid of hand drawn completely, are they? And go no, for no, CGI. No, no. Oh, good, good, yeah. excellent. We're going we're gonna to see maybe less than before, but we're going to still see it because it's coming back it's slowly, but it's coming back. I, I, to be honest, I, I've been working for, for years steady uh, because there's always something in 2D to do. And sometimes I did. I, they ask you to do 2D animation, hand-drawn animation, as tests, tests for stop motion or for CG. I did, I did animation tests for Leica, Leica, the studio that produces uh, stop motion. Um, so there's always two hand-drawn animation to do for studios. Good. Yeah. Imagine as well, you've got a lot of people who grew up on those 2D hand-drawn movies, and now they're older, they're like, that was what I grew up on. I want to make that. Yeah. And then they're like, nah, forget CGI. We're sticking to this. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for people listening to this, I, I can't implore them enough to go and check out your Instagram feed. Because, you know, you can see your passion for art and animation through your Instagram feed, the sort of things you share. One thing that really stood out to me is a breakdown of a scene from Legend of the Bone Napper, I believe it was called. Oh, yeah. That was the Viking hitting sharks and stuff like that. Oh. It, it's awesome. I love the fact that you know you broke down how it works. It's brilliant. Yeah, that was a fun project. Uh, there was uh, many people don't didn't see that because they came out as a bonus with the Blu-ray, Blu-ray or DVD. I don't remember, but many people didn't see that. Some of these shorts. Um, there's some shorts of Kung Fu Panda that came out as bonuses on the DVDs. 
we did hand draw too. Yeah, amazing. Let's go and find I, this. I, I, I wish they could they could show like in streaming some 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 platform because nobody else, some people don't even know about these shorts. The um, going still on your Instagram, your caricature of Ryan Gosling is phenomenal. Oh, yes. Thanks. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I'm not a caricaturist. Uh, I, what happened was this. Uh, this. This magazine. Uh, some men's magazine. Q. I forgot the name. Anyway, uh, this guy from um, the Mexico uh, division. He asked me. He was like a fan. He like he followed me. My my blog. When I had a blog, he would follow me. He said, "Oh, can you do some illustrations uh, for the magazine?" I said, wow, I, I never done that. I would love to. But I didn't know I had to do caricatures of <laughs> famous people. So I was like, oh, man, I'm not. I try. So I try a few and he, they liked it. Uh, I like, yeah, that won't turn out well, but I did one of Prince Charles. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I should post that one with the big ears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> yeah, I did uh, Steve McQueen. I did... Um, I did so many others. I did some others that many people don't know, like fashion people, people, people from fashion world mm-hmm. that I never knew them before. But, but uh, yeah, I try. I try. It's, a, it's like a challenge, you know. Let's try this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pushing them boundaries again. Yeah, yeah. But that's what the, that's what I wanted to promote to talk about the Instagram food, though, because you know you've been doing this for thirty years now, something like that. Wow, I, I animation. I started in '85. So yeah, and oh, wow. yes. but you still seem so passionate about it, and you still seem to still love what you do, and I love that. Yeah. I think that's amazing. Thanks. Yeah, a lot. No animation for me is 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 my life. You know, there everything I, I I have is because of animation. No, I love it. But before we before we start wrapping up, I just want to like saying that you know the passion about what you do. People are listening to this. Is there any particular one, like, projects you've worked on that you'd like that? That, I'm so proud of that. I'm, you know, that is that is what I would show people to show what I do. Is there anything that you're, like, particularly proud of that you've worked on? It's very hard to pick one or two, but I, I really love the work I did. No, actually, I don't like the work I do. Uh, but I always see something that I don't even watch, you know. Um because I see that I could, I see problems before. I I see where I could improve. Yeah. But anyway, mm. uh, the April's New Groove was the one that I really enjoyed. The April's New Groove the animation I did there, and I like what I did on Enchanted. Enchanted was that a movie that was start it started with the animation, then become becomes live action. Yes. Yes. The princess yes. that go to New York. Yeah. Yes. 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 I like the animation I did that one too. Um, Actually, I, I really like the, the animation I did on a coming up movie called uh, Paralympics. It's a Brazilian film. It's a Brazilian director. And he has a, a, a style. He's like an artist more. He's very artistic. And he did a movie that was nominated for an Oscar a few years ago called The Boy in the World. Very stylized. And he has a particular style that it's his particular the way is the way he draws but like i said before i like to change styles and yeah. he asked me if i 
if he invited me to do one character in the movie, one particular character, all mine, in his style. So I, I, I took the challenge and uh, I really like that one. And it's gonna, it's gonna come up uh, this summer. Wonderful. And that one is like one of the most fun I ever had. It's like I have one character only, it's my character. And I had to draw in the, in the style that is, is like this guy's style, the director's style. But the performance is all mine. And uh, I really like that one. And let's say another one that I like. There's so many. Um, I like the, the work I did on... Um, uh, even Home on the Range, many people don't like the movie. I understand it's not like the it's not the greatest story ever. It was 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 done at the time where where the studio was in trouble because of management management was changing. And they mm. I don't know if they sabotaged the movie. I don't know what happened, but it was a big big mess at the time. But the animation I did there, I'm very proud of. Don't Home on the Range. Incredible. Tom, have you got any more questions, my friend? I've got one more for you, Sandro. Right. Did you ever think when you were growing up that this is where you would be today doing what you've, uh, with the life you've had as well, that you've done everything you've done so far and up to now, did you ever think that was ever going to happen? Did you ever think that would no, be where you are today? No? Never thought, no, I never thought. I never thought I would be leaving Brazil to work in, well, I had a dream of working in a big studio like Disney, of course, yeah. but I never thought it would happen. Uh, at the time I never thought because you know I was working here you don't think well, at the time especially at the time it's not like today today it's for some reason it seems like the world is smaller you can't yeah. it seems, it seems, <laughs> yeah it seems like easy, if, it's easy like it's not a big deal to take a plane a plane go to some other country at the time it was like wow you're gonna do that only it wasn't easy to do that at the time you know? I, I think talk about Brazil yeah. Yeah, I think it's amazing what you did. I really do back then that you just literally went, cool, I'm off about half around the world. I'm just going to sort <laughs> off, you know, to, to, to Ireland and go and pursue a dream. And that's what you did. You pursued a dream, Sandro. Yeah. And look where you've got to now. You've, been, you've worked it's with this. But the story is amazing. Thanks, thanks. Absolutely amazing. And I, I tip my hat and I bow to you, sir. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I, just, I, just, yeah, I just hope I hope the people listening to this can get inspired by this not, not don't be afraid just try it, you know it doesn't work it doesn't work but you try it, you know that's something that you know i i think about all the time like even from even to make my own film like people say oh, what if it doesn't work out what if you nobody likes it well i have to try exactly you, you, exactly. you might fail but you have to if you don't try you never know so uh, that's how it's it's very simple thinking but it's true it's if you don't try, you never know. Exactly. I really hope you do do your own movie, Sandra. I look forward oh, to those. Nah, definitely. Movies. Needs yeah. to, needs to happen. You've achieved so much. You've got to get that one personal goal. I think it's the next definitely. step for me is to make my own film. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> this has been amazing. Before we let you go, though, we like to play a little game with our guests, if you're willing to play. Oh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> I always make it sound so ominous. It's called the quick fire round. We literally ask you five questions and you answer them as quick as you can. It's as simple as that. And so you ask, you answer very fast. Yeah. And they're all about you. So you're going to know the answers. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> first question. What's your favorite pizza topping? Oh, okay. It's a pepper. It's not pepperoni. It's a sausage. Oh, yeah. Sausage. Good choice. Strong start. 
Good choice. I was going to say, what's your favourite Brazilian soccer team? But I won't. Um, Uh, (laughs) That's impossible. (laughs) What's your favourite snack food? Snack food. Okay. Uh, Snack food, snack food, snack food, snack food. Um, My God, there's so many. Uh, I'll go with a fruit, piece of fruit, because uh, I have to lose weight. Healthy. I like it. Like an apple. Yeah. And I nice. like it, like it. What's your favorite movie sequel? Oh, movie sequel. Um, The Godfather, too. Strong that, choice. Very strong choice. If there was to be a movie about your life, who would play you in that movie? Ah, oh, that's a good question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Maybe you guys can tell me. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Am I trying to think? I don't. Yeah, it's hard, huh? That's a hard question. I struggled on this one myself, and I got asked this question. So. <laughs> <laughs> me, I don't know. Um, I was going to say Tom Hanks. He's kind of older now. Uh, Tom, Tom Hanks can do anything. That's a great shout. That's a great. That's a good. That's a good one to have. I'd go with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a great answer. I like that one. And last but not least, if you were to able to get into a time machine, go back in time and give young Mr. Sandro one piece of advice, what would that be? Yeah, I would go back and say, okay, just learn more about art in general. And do some like drawings, do some really real drawing. Not only cartoons, but yeah. real drawing. <laughs> I would be much better. <laughs> wonderful thank you so much for doing this it absolutely means the world this has been so much fun talking to you no it's fun to me, for me too so thanks for, for so much for having me here it was, uh, Sandra, it was uh, a love pleasure it. we we absolutely loved it too like truly thank you so much for taking your time out but before we let you go is there anything that like to plug any social media any websites at all yeah i had i had a blog but i don't have any more so i think they want to to go to okay. see my, I, I to be honest with the, the with the war going on, I, I haven't been posting much. I, I don't have the, you know, it's hard, it's hard to put, put stuff there, but I'm gonna start doing again. Amazing, wonderful, sounds good. Yeah, Lovely. Instagram would be Instagram would be the, the thing. And yeah. also, if I can t- say something, uh, uh, yeah. I've, I've been working so many projects that some of them didn't come up yet. Uh, so I think you're gonna see my name in a five or six projects. Really? Um, I, yeah, there's so many that it could take so long, you know, for yeah. them to finish. But I, I, I've been working many, many projects for many studios. So. Oh wow! Okay, look forward to that. Me. Oh, we'll get strapped in. <laughs> and I'm working. I'm working Scooby uh, sequel to Scoob. Oh, uh, another one. Yeah. Amazing. It, yeah, it's gonna be. I can say because it was already announced. It's a it's a Christmas theme, and it's fun. And it, it, the fun thing is that there's a character that I animated and drawn. In Amazing. The one I look character. forward to that. CG, but there's one character that I did my by hand. Incredible! Oh, love it. I'm looking forward to that. I'm going to drag my daughter to see that, whether she wants to see it or not. It's going to be fun. That one. I like that one. Beautiful. Sandro, it's been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us again. It's so much pleasure. Fun. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Thanks for asking me for inviting Glad. me. This has been phenomenal. Thank you so much for a wonderful. We've enjoyed every single second. Enjoy amazing. the rest of your day. 
And thank uh, you guys. We'll let you know when this is out. Okay. Thanks so much. All the best. Take care, fella. Thank Have a good so one. Much. Take care, Sandro. Bye-bye. See you around. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Just such an amazing conversation. So inspirational. So inspirational. Taking so many gambles on himself because, you know, that one teacher took, yeah. you know, their time to encourage him to do what he does and look where he is now. And they taught geography. They taught yeah. geography, not even art. Not even his fucking art teacher. His geography Incredible. teacher. Look, what incredible. a story. What a man. What an artist. Unbelievable. We're very, very happy and ecstatic to get this interview out. So we really hope that you guys enjoyed listening to it as we did recording it. Sandro, thank you so much for your time, sir. Mr. Stevens. Yes. It's audience participation time. Participate. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to participate in Jamie's participation challenge. This This week I said we all have that one talent or thing we can do that we like to bust out to entertain our friends. Party tricks, you could say. This week I ask you, what is your useless talent slash party trick? Any fun stories to go with it? Let us know. What say you, Mr. Stevens? I don't really have any tricks, but I'd really like doing impressions. And mainly yeah. I really like doing Simpsons impressions a lot more than anything else, or accents. The house was like, you're so great at accents. It's like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. Um, so Burns is a favourite. Uh, Smithers, who is that blubber butt? Ah, excellent. <laughs> um, Snake is a favourite as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Bye. I like laughing at Dr. Hibbert. <laughs> um, and obviously, I, liked, I, liked, I did enjoy doing the Mancunian Wade Barrett back in the day. Oh, I um, missed that. Well, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was just like doing impressions of things. It's on the spot now. I'll probably fuck them all up. But... Uh, <laughs> It's like doing accents and pressures, really, Jamie. That's really my party trick. What about yours, sir? To be fair, I, I don't really have one either, to be honest. It, oh, it's it's the same as you. It's just doing silly voices. My like impression of a, my impression of a Formula One race car, which I still love doing all the time. You want me to do Kermit the Frog again, don't you? Yeah, the race car. Anyone can do the race car, but no one. Hey. Can do <laughs> Some people could do Kermit the Frog. Not as not as great as you. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing there? It's me, Kermit the Frog. Is that every time? <laughs> Why is there so many songs about rainbows? <laughs> I don't even think it's that good, but it seems I to kill it. you. I absolutely love it. I think it's great. And it's so great. That's what I can't do. I just love it. <laughs> right. Let's get some audience answers. We've got some doozies in this one. Nina Hewitson says, I can swallow a whole banana and put my lipstick on using my boobs. What? <laughs> Luckily, I know Nina on a personal level, so I know exactly what she means. Basically, she's, um, shall we say, well-endowed, and she can hold things in between them and then use it to put a lipstick on and eat a banana. Oh, it's not physically actually using them to put the lipstick on, then. She's putting her face towards it. Yeah, well, probably a bit of both. I think they meet halfway. Okay. Meet okay. me halfway. Ollie Roylance, you know people aren't supposed to be able to touch their el- touch their own elbow. Uh, I've double jointed shoulders, so I can. 
Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't like things like that. It freaks me out. Does he mean lick? I don't know. He says touch, but no. What does he mean? I'm confused. I, know, I mean, I think he means lick. Ah, uh, maybe. Let's have a see. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just tried to do that. Joe Day. This is one of my favourite ones. I know every single word to jump around by Hayes of Pain. And the same applies to American Pie by Don McLean. Could you get yeah. any more opposite ends of the spectrum to know all the words to I really want to hear her do House of Pain. I really <laughs> do. She works She works at the a different spec savers to me. So I love that some people just know all the words to the most random songs. <laughs> but I think it's... Oh, I can't think of the name, but it's a... It's a Nicki Minaj song. I can't think which one it's called, but Becky knows all the words to it. And... Um, Fat Man Scoop. She knows all the words to that as well. Like, why? Fat Man Scoop, Brooklyn Claire. Uh, I don't know the name of the song. I can't remember. But yeah. Because um, I could do Forgot About Dre by Dr. Dre and Eminem. I could do both parts as well. That's quite amazing. I don't you've, know. You've been there. You've said it. I know. And I, I love it every time. <laughs> I can't think there's any songs I actually know all the words to. Like, I do when I'm listening to it. But I'm sure there's some songs I know. Most of the words to it. I don't know if there's any I know all the words to Kiss? Probably. If I sat there and thought about it. More Every than song? More than likely. Uh, Shelley Harris says, I'm not sure a class is a talent, but it's pretty useless to me that I can smell the cold. What I found mental, by the way. How can you smell the cold? And she did have... Oh, I cut off her people, comment. People can, which... people can hear pudding. So it's... <laughs> <laughs> that's blowing my mind even more than smelling the cold. What? How can you hear pudding? Oh, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> Ray Fuge says, I can shoot saliva straight from the glands under my tongue like a cobra. And I can also burp a variety of long sentences. Understand an alphabet. I really, really want to see him shoot saliva from his mouth like a snake. I really want to see that. I really want him to burp an intro for this podcast. <laughs> Welcome to this <laughs> burping. It'd be amazing. Jenna Windross says she can say the alphabet backwards. What quickly? Oh, she didn't say that. I probably should have questioned the speech. Anybody can do that, provided they thought about what they were saying. I tried to do it, and then I got lost after like, why? <laughs> it's just not natural to me. Z Y X W B U T S R Q P O N M L K J I H G F E D C B A. Check you the fuck out. <laughs> and to the alphabet song tune as well. <laughs> well, thank you for that. I learned something every day. <laughs> These are Cameron Treaks. Being a Call of Duty abomination, I'd go to a friend's house and there'd be a couple there, couple people there. They'd literally just hand me the controller and literally say, shut up and watch this freak play. Like the way some people are just so good at some video games, like yeah. they get so hyper focused on it. It annoys me when you play people on like Rocket League or things like that, and they just trash talk you. It's like, but I have a life, like I, I have things to do. Like, you probably just sit in your, your games all day doing absolutely nothing else other than doing that. And it's not, I don't think it's a case of jealousy, I just think it's a case of like, why are you giving me shit because you're better at me than a game? I, I don't know, yeah, it makes no sense to me. If you're just bloody good at the game, fair enough. But you don't need to talk down to others that aren't as good as you. Yeah. Just some I've people actually been called the N words quite a few times. What on Rocket League? Yeah. Why do I keep going so high pitch today? Um... When I was playing with Braden, uh, we get called the N words quite a lot, and we're just like, 
All right, so it's report them and get them get them kicked off the game. Wow, <laughs> absolute pricks. Julianne Varnavas says, "I can sing. I'll make a man out of you from Mulan in fluent Chinese." That's and I don't and I don't speak Chinese. Incredible. Absol- that's one hands down so far. That's exactly. amazing. That I want to hear that as well. Do you know what else I want to hear? This next answer, and I think you might want as well. Dave Efferenton, I can sing Blink-182's I Miss You as Kermit the Frog. Yeah, get that recorded. I want to hear that as well. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> Angel of my nightmare. I don't know any more words. <laughs> Emily Price says, I can sneeze like Donald Duck. Okay. How does that happen? I, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> Tamir Ban, I can tell people a lot about dairy goats, the six breeds with major characteristics, etc. No one cares, but I literally can't stop myself talking about dairy goats. Okay. Why? It's <laughs> a great answer, to be fair. And last but not least, another one of these, why do you know this moments? Shay Strickland. I know the only exorcism still used by the Catholic Church completely in Latin. What? Why do you know this? But how is that practical at any point in your life? You said useless party tricks and there you have it. I did say useless. Absolutely amazing. That's incredible. Mulan in fluent Chinese. I want to hear that. That That's absolutely excellent. The Mulan and Kermit the Frog ones, they're the ones I want to hear the most. They are quite brilliant answers. But we want to thank all of you so much for participating in Jamie's Challenges. We really, really appreciate it every single time that you do so. Uh, And that you enjoy Callum Streetchings, my journal, the interviews, and all the bullshit we speak at the beginning. If you enjoy them, come and check out the other 33 editions of the Chronicles of Podcasts available wherever you get podcasts from, whether it be Spotify, Google, Apple, etc., etc. You can also come to our YouTube channel at the Chronicles of Podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, and comment as much as physically possible. Please, we'd really appreciate it. Um, you can also find our hashtag WBW way back. Wednesdays on there as well, which are all our old interviews from our old channel coming onto our new one. We've almost caught up. We're almost there, Jamie. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at the Chronicles of Podcast. Please also hit that like button. Thank you so much to everybody, everyone that liked our page last week. We really, really appreciate it. We had fucking loads of you, and we love you so very much. Please keep them coming. Do you know where else you can find us, Jamie? Um, in the supermarket, inspecting the price of Billy Bearham. Absolutely, but you can also find us on the Twitter at TCOPod. And do you know where else you can find us, Jamie? In the park asking pigeons if you've ever met them before. Yep, and you can also find us on the Instagram at TCOPod. You can also find us on TikTok at TCOPod, which you are doing some beautiful work with, my Tyad. Yes, I've been doing some little highlight videos. Have uh, you enjoyed great. those? Absolutely amazing. Please keep throwing those bad boys out. They are beautiful. I'm so fucking proud of you. <laughs> You can also come and find us on our deliciously brand spanking new, sexually, gorgeously, incredibly wonderful brand new website at www.thechroniclesofpodcast.com. You can keep up with all the latest information on there. We have some big announcements coming soon. You can also find out all about the show, all about us, all the episodes are on there, and all about our wonderful and incredible sponsors that we love and appreciate so very, very much. The Chronicles of Podcast. Downloaders, reviewers, raters, sharers tell all of your friends about us allow us into your ears but most importantly make sure you light every single candle in the crucifix hexagram thing before you start chanting our name 
<laughs> crucifix hexagram thing. <laughs> I do like the idea of us being some sort of weird religious ritual. I do like that. Okay. Anyway, before we get out of here, we have to say thank you to our beautiful friends. First off, that handsome devil, Matt Roberts. Thank you for all of our amazing music. Every piece of music here on the show is a Matt Roberts original. Go check him out on Spotify, Matt Roberts. Go listen to all of his amazing songs. Yesterday, he put a post up about Forevermore. I love that song. Go it check that one tune. out. Yeah, it's a tune, and it went viral. It did. <laughs> and it's Matt's favourite, apparently, so definitely go check that one Great out. Song. Uh, go check out our friends at Audio Drama Feed, where you can get all of your various different audio dramas, whether it be Val Toby, Marty and Mars, Bounty Hunters, and whatever else they've got coming out now, because they they've got plenty of choices for you lot to check out. Our friends at Stay Cozy, Braden, Barry, you wonderful man, you, is incredibly comfy clothes. Just look at that T-shirt Tom's wearing. Look at it. Look at the, look at the, look at the quality of that material. It's very cozy. It's not just a clever name, people. Go on that website, download that app onto your smart device, add one of everything to the checkout, and use that discount code, The Chronicles at checkout, to get yourself 10% off your order. Just a little gift from everyone here at TCO Pod. And last but not least, it's the Sophie Lancaster Foundation. Our dear friends, they are stamping out prejudice, hatred, intolerance everywhere. And they are simply doing that by raising awareness and taking a terrible, terrible thing that happened and using it for good to make change in this world. And we can't encourage one of us to go to their website, check out their mission, what they're trying to do and help. Whether it be sharing a link, buying something from the store, buy one of these T-shirts, buy the hoodie you sometimes see us wearing, the beanie hat you sometimes see us wearing. All the money goes towards the charity or just donate some money out of the kindness of your heart. You've got an event coming on and want to raise money for them. Do that too. No matter what, there's always ways you can help. Please, please, please do. Absolutely, Jamie. Every single word you said, that. Ditto. Appreciate everything about you. Thank you so very, very much, guys. We had another great episode. That was another, another great, great interview. Another great week. We appreciate every single one of you that check our show out on a weekly basis. Thank you so much to all of you. But before we get out of here, I want everyone to go onto their smart device, bring up that thing that says calendar, go to May 28th, and just, just, just put an announcement there to say, Something's happening. We'll let you know what soon, but just mark that date. Save it. Save the date. Save the date. 28th of May, 2022. Save the date. And as for this week, we are going to see you all next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye! Bye.